With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, what do we have here? We have training camp beef in the National Football League. We will get to that here coming up in just a couple of moments. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out this show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are hanging out with us here on a beautiful Saturday in August. We appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We're 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has become an institution on Saturdays here at Fox Sports Radio. Some people look at traditions and they go, you know, it's the weekend. On Sundays you have church and on Saturdays you have barbecues. And that was all until this man showed up and opened up your ears and shut your mouths to what the reality was every single week in this time slot on this network. Make some noise for the reason you're here. The truth spitter. The fact checker. Bucky. That is uh, that is quite the intro. Hey man, 
Offer still stands. Anywhere you want me to go with you. Yeah. Megaphone and your personal hype man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just the way it's got to be. I'll, I'll be your I'll be your wrestling valet. I don't look as good, <laughs> but I'll be your wrestling valet and I'll hype you up. I mean, I mean, that's pretty chill. That's pretty cool. I'm all, I'm okay with that. Um. Well, he, he, listen. I was waiting for it to really feel like football season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's it's it's weird. There's basketball games going on, playoff basketball games. The Bucks just blow towards the Orlando Magic in the bubble. And it's like, well, this doesn't feel like August. And we see all these, you know, bad news and, and these doom and gloom reports that are out there. And so I'm waiting. All right, what are we going to get? What's going to be the first true sign that the NFL season is upon us. Never mind the fact that we're less than three weeks away, which is crazy to think about. But, Bucky Brooks, we have ourselves a training camp dispute, some drama, and what could lead to the eventual release of a superstar player, Earl Thomas, Mm. in Baltimore Mm. after an altercation with a teammate in practice on Friday, was told to go home and then was told to not come back here on Saturday, which doesn't seem like a, you know, cooler heads will prevail. They just got into a little bit of a scuffle. It feels like there's a deeper issue with Earl Thomas and the Ravens. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I think it's a really deep issue. Um, and I think uh, we, we should put some context to why this is such an important or why it's become such a big deal. Uh, Earl Thomas was brought over from the Seattle Seahawks as a marquee free agent. He was expected to be a veteran leader and a big time playmaker for them. Uh, The Earl Thomas that existed during the heyday of the Legion of Boom, he's not that player anymore. That said, he still brings some value because when he is playing and he's lined up and he's dialed in, look, man, this guy is one of the best, if not the best free safety in the game in terms of being a center field player. Um, Baltimore has a culture where they are okay with strong personalities. They've been able to take a bunch of guys and have success in that locker room that weren't necessarily your cookie-cutter football players. Strong personalities, guys that are talkative, vocal, boisterous, all of those things. The issue that Earl Thomas is having is now his teammates don't really know if they can trust him, if he's all in, and he's not conforming to the values that have been critical to the success of the Ravens throughout the years. And so when your veteran leader shows up late, your veteran leader is not always available or doing the right things uh, when it comes to the way that they play, the way that they communicate, the way that they get down um, as teammate to teammate. You have a a tough time bringing that guy back. And I think the thing that was most telling about it was Jason Lockenfora had a tweet and he said, the Players Leadership Council said that he has to go. Yeah. That is the part that is the damning evidence. When the Players Leadership Council says, hey, coach, you know what? We're good without him. It is hard for the coach to bring him back under those circumstances. And also when Earl Thomas goes on, I think it was Instagram. I don't know if the video is still up, but he went on Instagram uh, showing what happened and Mm -hmm. gave his own video version of what happened. And one of the lines that he used uh, on there is, since we didn't keep it in-house and I'm getting text and calls from ESPN reporters, thought I'd try and clear the air. Mm-hmm. All right, the countdown's on. Uh, so how's this going to go? Uh, is he just getting cut or, or what's happening here? Do you think this is salvageable for uh, uh, Earl Thomas in Baltimore? Well, the thing that works in his favor, the money is significant. Uh, the cap hit, um, I think he has like a $10 million guarantee um, salary this year. 
So what the Ravens have to do if they want to get from up under the contract, they have to kind of, in the business world, I think they call it papering. They have to begin to document things that show that conduct detrimental, there was a pattern of conduct detrimental violations that warrant his release so they won't be on the hook for the money. And so what the Ravens are doing, they're taking this time to kind of investigate all of the avenues to see if they can get out from up under this contract with minimal damage. The other thing they're also trying to do, and Jim Harbaugh may be trying to assess, like, is this a salvageable situation where we can bring him back, we can have him talk to the team, they can offer up their mayor couples, he can make some changes, and we can bring him back into the fold. Um, when you've had the leadership council already go to the coach and say, hey, this is not a doable deal, <laughs> now what you have to do is you're Jim Harbaugh, you have to have a team meeting, and you have to have a team meeting and have a real open and honest conversation about Earl Thomas and what it means. And if we bring him back this, if we don't bring him back, how do you guys feel about this? Here are the challenges if we release him. Like, he's kind of, I mean, on the stand. And his teammates are the jurors. And he has to he has to convince the team that he can come back. So when they do bring him back, he'll go into the team meeting room. He'll have to offer up that, that apology and all those other things. But still, man, it's still a difficult situation to bring him back because – he betrayed the trust of the guys in the DB room. Like fighting a teammate, like it's one thing when things get heated, but this is the second fight because he had a fight last year with Brandon Williams. And so now you're looking at Earl like, dude, like it's one thing to be like a little off because we all are a little off when we play, but it's another thing to be a loose cannon. And you're like, man, this dude fires off on everybody on the squad. Yeah, I, I don't think it's happening because I don't think he's – First of all, he's got a massive ego. I mean, that's and that's fine, but it that's prevalent in in every walk of life, especially mm-hmm. at the highest level. And he's a phenomenal player. And who knows a, a potential borderline Hall of Fame career at that position, um, depending on on how this whole thing finishes up. And he's a Super Bowl champion. But this is also the same guy who flipped off his coach um, after he got injured. It's the same guy who ran to another team publicly and tried to get off that team uh, and and tried to work a deal behind the scenes to become a member of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the same guy who was saying some stuff about uh, Derrick Henry before a playoff game and then got spun like a dreidel in that game. It's the same guy who just this offseason in the middle of a pandemic when everybody's social distancing, uh, his wife had a loaded gun to his head. Didn't know it was loaded, but had a loaded gun to his head because she found out he was fooling around on her on, on Snapface in some hotel room somewhere with his brother having like group sex. This is... This doesn't strike me as somebody who's just going to walk in and and just go, all right, you know what? I screwed up, guys. I love being here. Love being your teammate. I'm ready to work forward and do whatever you guys need me to do. I don't think, based on what we've seen, that that's the guy that's going to walk in and make things right. No, but you don't know. But, like, sometimes you kind of have to hit rock bottom. And right now this is a situation that is uh, critical because uh, the thing that has never happened to Earl Thomas, he's never been cut. He's never been dismissed. He's never been let go from a team in this fashion and not only being let go, but being let go and not getting that money. It's a different thing. We saw how Antonio Brown acted out when it happened to him with the Raiders. And then it happened again with the new England Patriots. He spiraled out of control. 
And just know this, and I, I don't know the situation. I'm not privy to it, so I need to be very, very responsible. But um, there were things that came out when the situation happened with his wife um, where they talked about concern about him and his well-being off the field. And so you just want to make sure with him as you're going through this and bringing him back that you're making sure that, like, look, man, he's in a place where he actually can be a contributing member of the team, that he can uh, go about his business and, and, and do the things that you expect him to do. And they're not other things that may be troubling him. Look, the pandemic has created a lot of stress and pressures for a lot of different people, players included. And so you just want to make sure that he's right. But Jim Harbaugh has a tough task because he has to make sure that Earl is right while also making sure that the chemistry and the camaraderie of the team is right. And sometimes you have to sacrifice one to make sure that the the whole is kept intact. And so he has to make these decisions over the next 24 to 48 hours how to get this thing done. Yeah, John Harbaugh. Look, I, you can remember, and and I think this strategies like this have worked for Baltimore. Uh, when they won the Super Bowl back in, tw- in 2013, one of the stories that came out after the season was over is they asked, all right, what was the big turnaround that year? Because they were struggling. And they just said, okay, what was the big turnaround? And I think one of the most noteworthy plays of that season was Ray Rice at the time mm-hmm. caught a screen pass or something like that, broke a bunch of tackles against the Chargers, I want to say, and, and picked up a big first down. And had they lost that game, most likely their season would have been over. And one of the stories that came out of Baltimore that year was that John Harbaugh basically called a team meeting and said, what's the problem? And he said, nobody's safe. Call me out. Am I doing something wrong? Call me out. Let's have an honest conversation here. And they said things got heated and mm-hmm. they called John Harbaugh out on some of his, of his stuff. And they call, But it ended up unifying the team and making it work. So it's not like John Harbaugh's afraid of brutal honesty and trusting and leaning on his players because when he's done that, it's worked really well for him. He did it and they won a Super Bowl that year. He trusted his own player in Lamar Jackson and it ended up saving his job again because it looked like he was out the door. So I feel like this is going to be on Earl Thomas's teammates to ultimately make the decision and I think John Harbaugh is more than comfortable letting them decide on his fate and then they go from there. Yeah, now I, th- I think this is going to be a, a situation where you're right because John Harbaugh has had to deal with this. Look, man, he's the longtime NFL coach. He has had to deal with a bunch of different things within that locker room. And so he understands where he has to take this conversation when it comes to Earl Thomas. The, the, the key will be now that there's been some time that has passed since the incident, like it's almost been like a full 24 hours. Now when you go back and address the team, what is the temperature like with the team? Has the team cooled off and been like, okay, look, maybe we overreacted when we said, hey, he can't come back in. Or are they still like, nah, coach, he he can't come back. He's not one of us. He's not our guy. We have to let him go. And if it's a situation like that, the worst thing that a coach can do is cross his players when they kind of put that line in the sand. Right. If his team tells him that he cannot bring Earl back, Jim Harbaugh cannot bring it back because it would be disastrous for the chemistry of the squad. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, That's a good point. It reminds me of uh, Mark Tressman back uh, his final year with the Bears. Remember Jeremiah Ratliff, the former Cowboy, who's a defensive Mm -hmm. tackle? He ended up shoving a coach down to the ground in practice, Mm. and 72 hours later, they made him a team captain that week. (laughs) 
Like, what, what, what happened here? And, and that sort of was a sign that, oh, you just don't have control over this thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it would be a bad look. Uh, by the way, um, you, you said something one time that still is printed in my brain. I remember you saying this, and this could actually apply to this. When John Jones had a really close fight his last time out against Dominic Reyes, what did you say? What was your piece of advice when it came to John Jones and that division when it came to fighting? Oh, it's it's, it's over. He doesn't need to fight anymore. Yeah, it's you, over. Like you he's, said, he's falling. You it's said over. you said, and I quote, "Yeah, he got to get up out of there." Like, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> so. like, he's he's gotten two hall passes, like with John Jones, like he has. And look, there's only there's only so long that you're able to kind of juggle everything and kind of have like the chaos and kind of still continue to make it or whatever. And so. um with this situation in Baltimore with Earl, like you just want to make sure that he is able to kind of get himself back together, but you cannot sacrifice the team just to bring on a talented player because what happens is no, no matter the talent, if it's not right, if the pieces of the puzzle don't fit, the team will not win. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, we will find out major surprises, major surprises potentially in store in the world of sports. We'll have that for you next here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K-LASIK.com Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K-LASIK.com I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What, are we in a rave? <laughs> what the hell is this? I don't even have glow sticks. Is this, you, is this your iPod, Bucky? Is this what this is? Yeah, man, this is actually one of my favorites. <laughs> Love this. I don't know. Uh, thank you, Coach. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up in a little over uh, 10 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, a sign, good news that the NFL might be back. We will have that for you here uh, coming up 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, always kind enough to spend a few minutes with us here on Fox Sports Radio. He is Rick Buecher, senior writer for the Bleacher Report, Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports Radio, and NBA analyst and also the host of the Buker and Friends podcast. Rick, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks, how are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, we're good. We're, we're hanging out. It's Saturday. Uh, there's a bunch of sports going on. We got NFL storyline, so it feels like we're getting a little bit back to normal. But I wanted to ask you just about what's happening in the bubble because, look, we got a surprise in the Buck series in Game 1. The Blazers yep. came up and bit the Lakers in Game 1 in that series. But now it feels like we're coming back to the quote-unquote norm. Do you expect – are the surprises over? Is there anybody out there that you think long-term could have some issues based on what you've seen? Uh, long-term in terms of the series that we've seen, I still think that the Blazers-Lakers series has some intrigue to it. It's hard for me to look at any of the other series, and uh, including Nuggets-Utah, which I thought was going to be a, a very competitive series. Uh, it, it, I believe that the surprises largely at the very beginning had to do with, uh, you know, we knew the playoffs had started and we put the, the, the label on the games as these are the playoffs, but being in the bubble, the atmosphere really didn't change from the pre playoff bubble games to the bubble games. And, and so I, I don't know that the, there was a mental switch that was, that was flipped and, so we saw a lot of teams that uh, the better teams in most cases that didn't come with the requisite energy. And, and that's really what I've seen as the, the big difference maker is whether it's the Clippers or it's the Lakers, um, they're clearly the better team, but they haven't had the requisite energy necessary. And the reason why I've, still believe in the Clippers a little bit more than the Lakers is at the Lakers age and who the energy has to come from. uh, Can they sustain it? Are we going to see that kind of blue collar effort from Anthony Davis night in and night out that powered the last Lakers win over the Blazers? And the other element that I'm seeing that is, that is an overwhelming factor is simply the three point shooting. The teams that are shooting three-pointers the best is having an overwhelming effect on who is winning these games. You know, Rick, in, in, in thinking about that, because you talked about the energy, um, now that we have seen more than a handful of games played in the bubble in the actual playoff rounds, how do you think it plays out now? Because normally when we think about seating, seating is important because those teams typically play in front of their home crowd without yeah. the home crowd. Um, how do you determine which team should be the team that we're saying, hey, this is the favorite in this bubble environment? Yeah, I, it's uh, well, I, it's a good question because I think the best teams, the teams that we talk about 
as being champions uh, or championship material don't rely or don't need that energy quite as much as the the lesser teams. I mean, if it was, hey, this is a typical situation with the Lakers and the Blazers. The Blazers would have felt great about the fact that they took game one. Uh, now they've stolen home court. They're going back to their arena, and they're going to have a great advantage. Say the same thing with, with Denver and going back. Like, okay, so – uh, well, Denver, I was actually top seed, so wouldn't apply there. But um, any team that suddenly, you know, took one of the first two games would think, well, now we 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 get to go back home. And I think that there's that that factor simply doesn't exist. But whether it's it's the Lakers or the Clippers or uh, Toronto or Milwaukee, uh, are they going to miss that? And did they miss it at the beginning? Yeah, I think the greater issue is that. And I think we see coaches still doing it. I mean, these games are coming fast and furious. We, we, I think we all love the fact that guys are that they're playing every other day. Um, but there's often, especially in, in various parts of the playoffs, um, where you get two, three days in between games. Uh, the travel takes I take away some of the stress, but the fact that they're playing every other game means, uh, and I see it with coaches like. They're still balancing their minutes. Um, you know, with, with Patrick Beverly out, we've seen Reggie Jackson get a start and get heavy minutes. We're seeing Landry Shamit play. Uh, I still see coaches going deeper into their rotations than you normally would in the playoffs. And I believe that a big reason for that is some of the injuries that we've seen and trying to avoid those happening. Because, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like Russ Westbrook going down, and Kendrick Nunn, and like uh, Ben Simmons. Like they're going. There have we we anticipated there were going to be injuries, and I will say there are going to continue to be injuries. Your your depth and your versatility is going to have a lot to do with uh, who the who the last team standing is. Uh, Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1 NBA analyst. Uh, you also see his work on the Bleacher Report, and he's the p- host of the Buecher and Friends podcast, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks with you. Um, Philly feels like they're done. Last night, you know, losing that game on a 10-0 run, it was an opportunity to try and, you know, cut that series lead in half. We knew they were compromised. You mentioned Ben Simmons. But it feels like they're done, and it feels like there's going to be some changes in the offseason. Um, kind of a, a, a two part question for you what changes do you expect and ultimately when we look back on this Simmons and Bede experiment if this is it what's yeah. going to be the biggest regret through this whole thing for Philly the I mean and what I mean by that is the one move is it letting Jimmy Butler walk is it signing Al Horford is it drafting Markel Fultz you know what I mean Boy, I, you just named three or four. <laughs> <laughs> trying, to, trying to pick one of those in terms of, uh, look, Markel Fultz and drafting him made sense at the time for the way they were, for the way they were built. I, this is the difficulty, and I'll answer the first question. Of the, you know, I, from everything that I'm hearing, people, people thought Brett Brown was going to be able to survive. It's getting swept out, even under the circumstances. Uh, I, I just, it's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard to bring him back. They, I believe they're not practicing today. Some people are interpreting that as a signal that he may have already been let go, uh, let, let 
be known that uh, that that he's not coming back. I'm not so certain that that they would operate that way. Uh, but uh, it is it is an interesting time not to have a practice. The um, the problem with with breaking up the Simmons Embiid combination, uh, especially now with Simmons having two different injuries, is that you have two guys who. Um, have contracts, have big contracts, and are you going to get – what are you going to get back for them? Um, are you going to get enough back from them in order to uh, say you have improved? And the, they can still make the argument, well, we haven't seen these guys together. Uh, we haven't seen this group together at full strength, so we still need to, to determine whether this group works or doesn't work. Uh, I've said it from the very beginning, it's it's not a great fit. And it's interesting that they made the decision to go big um, and, and go with Horford and even signing Tobias Harris because it, it really was we're going to zig while everybody zags. You see the teams that are succeeding and the way teams are building building their teams and how they're spending their money, it's on it's on shooting. And it's on versatile wings, and it's uh, you know small athletic guys like Bam Adebayo playing center, relatively small, and they went the opposite, op, exact opposite direction, and and it has not worked. And so, um, you know, do they stick with that and say, hey, we're, we're going to try to you know reinvent, or we're going to go in a completely different direction and see if we can exploit a weakness? I I can't tell you what they're uh, which direction they're going to go. But I would expect a coaching change as opposed to a major roster change at this point. You know, in, in, in thinking about that, because it's a little disappointing to watch Philly struggle the way they struggle. But let's look at the Celtics and how they've been able to really flourish and thrive. Yep. I know Gordon Haywood yep. isn't available, but man, Jason Tatum has taken another step in his development. Kimball Walker is a stud. Um, how far can this Celtics team go? Well, the, the the concern that I have is there is Kemba Walker being an undersized guard and the penetration that he has uh, that he has gotten them has been a big difference maker. You're right with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and if we get a Toronto uh, Celtics matchup, I'll be really interested to see how Toronto matches up because the last time we saw them in the bubble, uh, Boston dominated them. And you saw a little bit of what we see the Lakers with the Blazers in terms of putting size on their backcourt. Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet um, having to make contested shots. And how do you match up defensively against long athletic guys who can put the ball on the floor like Tatum and Brown? And to me, those are, those are the guys that we're seeing you know, across the board, what Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero are doing in, in Miami. These 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 hybrid, like, I don't you call them a two, call them a three, just long athletic guys who can shoot and put the ball on the floor has really become the thing that separates, uh, separates teams or has made them especially dangerous in the bubble. I still worry about Boston's size and their ability to protect the rim and then the matchups on Kemba because of his size. Um, and so those to me are the two Achilles heel that, heels that Boston has 
And then they have this massive strength with Jalen and Tatum and how do you match up with them. So I don't think they're foolproof, but it's a matter of can they make their strength so powerful that it outweighs some of their weaknesses. I still think they're vulnerable compared to the, 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 the makeup of some other teams. But, um, you know, are they vulnerable enough to, uh, to prevent them from getting through the East? I would say they are. But, but I, the way they played to this point, um, they've certainly done everything they need to against, uh, against Philly. I'll say that. Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1 NBA analyst, Bleacher Report senior writer, also the host of the Buecher and Friends podcast, and without a doubt, bar none, top of the food chain when it comes to surfers in NBA media. He is the top surfer in NBA media, and it's not even close. And you know what? And We need to qualify that because all of my surfing buddies out there who might be uh, listening to this or hearing this, one, it they're probably thinking, man, that that uh, <laughs> you are fishing in a very shallow shallow pond. Obviously, if Buker is the big fish in surfing, but uh, I mean, uh, nonetheless, thank you, thank you very much for uh, Jonas for 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 mentioning that every time and for policy because it's really the last thing I have left in my athletic bag now. Everything oh. else is is uh as as especially playing against my my teenage kids now um i'm i'm proud and pained to say that their their games are much better than mine at this point and it's mm. but it's it is it is humbling um bucky i don't know i i i don't, I don't know if you've gone through this man and actually this is funny I, uh, when it comes to watching the nba i don't know if you have the same feeling about the nfl but like Seeing, like talking about injuries and talking about guys like vulnerability to injury, I, I feel like I talk a lot more about that and I'm much more sensitive to it now that I'm experiencing <laughs> all the time <laughs> than I ever did before. I used to be the guy, oh, he can play through that. Oh, that's, you know, whatever. Now I'm like, they got to be careful that, you know, that can, that can linger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, very much so. Uh, and listen, Rick, uh, who cares if it's shallow waters that you're the number one surfer at? There's a lot of people. Who, they, a lot of people try and diminish Bill Russell's championships because they go, "Oh, well, yeah, but there was only like eight teams around." It doesn't matter. All right, it doesn't matter. It still counts. You still get the ring. You are the Kelly Slater of NBA media. Bottom line, it's not even close. Wow. Yeah. I will. I will take it. I will take it. Um, um, I'm not. I won't say it, but I'm. You know, you keep going. That's, that's, that's what I can do. I, I'm, I'm your personal hype man, just like Bucky's. Uh, get him on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. Rick, we appreciate it, man. Have a good rest of the weekend. We'll do it again soon. You got it, guys. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, good news in the NFL, glorious news in the NFL. It's yours here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen. The Gasbad, David Gascon. Gascon's coming up. What's up, fellas? What's up, Gas? Hey, man, I uh, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed your little sit down session with our, our colleague Brian Fenley here a few days ago. It was it was a long uh, a long fifty two minute uh, yeah just Q and A. It was good shooting the breeze, just having some fun or lack thereof, I guess. Right? Yeah, it was just, a little you know, hot in your area. Yeah, it, you have no idea. <laughs> I've never I've never. Like so sometimes I go, oh, you don't need an air conditioner. You look, you got the breeze, you know, natural airflow. Yeah, yeah. 
I'd like to go ahead and reverse that opinion now. Like that's that's no longer that no longer exists. Yeah, crazy swimming in clothes. But yeah. it was good, man. It was uh, for anyone that that wants to, you can go to Brian Fenley's uh, Twitter handle and find that that Q and A session with him and, and Jonas. It was it was good. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> we've been seeing it in a long time. It's been like, like a year since we've broken bread and you were at the wedding dave let's, let's well, i know that. but I mean, I mean i didn't get to spend a lot of time with you because you were too busy chasing skirts but... you find this man <laughs> really want to talk about that it but... was unbelievable <laughs> this guy's a savage guys uh nba today one game that's already in the books and another one that's underway in the second quarter miami leads indiana 49 to 38 Pacers down this series, two games to none. Bucks, though, they're up in their series 2-1. Augustine goes to the foul line, backs it out right wing. Here's a steal by Giannis. He's got a bust out. Look out. Nobody within 10 feet of him. Giannis with the tip out at the top, and he was off to the races. Bucks have a 15-point lead. Yeah, cool day for him. 35-11-7 on the stat line. Bucks win it 121-107. They're up in its series 2-1. Rockets are down. Or excuse me, they're up 2-0. They lead OKC in this series, but they play today at 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific. Lakers and Trailblazers are the nightcap. Northern Trust underway. Dustin Johnson has the lead right now. He's at 19 under par. Harris English is three strokes behind. Major League Baseball on FS1. Pirates lead the Brewers 1-0. Nationals 2-0 over the Marlins. And they got some bad news today. Steven Strasburg is done for the season. He'll undergo season-ending surgery for carpal tunnel. On the speedway today from Dover, Austin Dillon is your leader right now, followed by Matt Kenseth, the Drydeen 311. And one other note in the National Hockey League, Ben Bishop not available tonight for the Dallas Stars. They say he is unfit to play, whatever that might mean. Anyways, gentlemen, back to you guys. Dave, is it, so we're at the conference finals or semifinals for the Stanley Cup? Really don't appreciate uh, that shot that you took across the bow of no, no, those I'm, fans that are I, in there. No, I, I'm, honest, I'm honestly asking because I, I, I want to know how close are we to, to getting our Stanley Cup final? We are a long ways away. We haven't okay. even gotten to the first round. Now, I know so Pittsburgh didn't get to the first round. They didn't call Oh, yeah. See, yeah, once twice. the Penguins are out, it doesn't matter. Like, yes. it really doesn't count after that, <laughs> like, now that you think yeah. about it. You know, I mean, with that dynasty uh, going up in smoke. Uh, all right, so there's that. Uh, Dave Gascon, we appreciate it. Uh, the gas man here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Phenomenal, glorious news in the NFL. We've got it for you next year on FSR. That guy right over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up uh, top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Uh, could one NFL team have some problems moving forward with their head coach? We will have that for you here coming up uh, a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Bucky Brooks, we've got some really, really good news. Really good news. I like good news. Uh, how many games did you play with the Kansas City Chiefs? Was it was it a full season? Uh, it's like parts of two seasons. Okay, so part of '97, first part of '98. Um, but but you obviously played at home there in Kansas City. Oh man, one of the best places for sure. That's what I've heard. Brady Quinn told me the same thing. He said it's unbelievable. Arrowhead Stadium is an un, is that the best 
fan base that you've played in front of in your NFL career? I know you played for Buffalo, which is obviously a good fan base. Man, it's tough. All, of, all of them are good, but that, I would say Kansas City has a very collegiate feel to it, meaning on Fridays before you play home games, they have Red Friday, so the entire town, everyone wears red. Uh, they, tailgate, they tailgate like a college team. Like they're there early, they stay late. Um, they're very festive and active. They're very involved in the game. And then when it comes to, I mean, the game, they're loud. I mean, one of the loudest environments. So, yeah, it's a special place for sure. And coming from North Carolina, it was probably the first time you had real good barbecue. Ooh, so, like that. No. That, like, <laughs> no. I think no. that, that like, also could be I mean, they, they have nice barbecue places, but it pales in comparison to what is produced in North Carolina. You still think North Carolina's got better barbecue than Kansas City? I mean, look, so here's the difference because everyone talks about barbecue and stuff. So, in Texas, it's about the rub and the meat. Yes. Um, in Kansas City, uh, they have different barbecue sauces, but it's not vinegar based. North Carolina is vinegar based. Yeah, it's pork. It's poor pork. Mustard, um, right? Yeah, like it's it's that that honey gold flavor is is just a different deal. And so, I mean, I mean, you spent some time down there at the other Carolina, but I mean, it's still the same. <laughs> yeah, you know? the other Carolina. Yeah, I mean, it's still uh, the same. Well, here's the reason I bring up the Kansas City Chiefs. They had. 2,000 fans in attendance for practice today. Mm -hmm. They had a practice at Arrowhead Stadium, 2,000 fans in attendance. Now, 2,000 fans in that giant stadium is nothing. But the Kansas City Chiefs have come out and said, we plan on having 20,000 fans at our home opener against Houston on Thursday night football. I think... I And this may get some pushback, and this may not be liked by a lot of people, but I'm totally okay with the Kansas City Chiefs having 2,000 fans in attendance because I think one of the issues that came up when we got rid of preseason games in the NFL is that we didn't really give anybody, and I don't mean just the players, but also the staffs, a dry run, a practice run on how to implement all these new uh, standards and protocols when it comes to the season. So the fact that the Chiefs actually put this together and we saw actual span fans at a sporting event, I thought was good news for the NFL. I mean, it might be good news, but here, here's where you have the, the issue. Every state is different. So every stadium and every team is going to approach having fans at games in a different manner. New yeah. York has already said the Giants and the Jets will not have fans in attendance. There are a handful of others that have said it. But then the Dallas Cowboys have talked about, oh, we're going to have fans. We may put them in the suites <laughs> if we have to. And so I think we saw this from Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer has talked about worries of competitive balance. Uh, is there a competitive advantage if you're able to have fans in the stands versus those who are playing at home without fans? And so I'm, I'm sure at some point, the league is going to have to step in and, and have a discussion and a conversation about uh, should teams have fans or not. I just uh, listen. I, if we if and I understand that there are certain like the Raiders made the announcement that we're not going to have fans at all. I don't understand the rush to announce it this soon. Why not? Why not? Who knows, man? Like, like something could happen and maybe in a couple of weeks or, or a month from now, a lot can change in a month when it comes to this pandemic. We've seen it. I mean, if you ask somebody on March 10th, as opposed to April 10th, how different the world was, a lot can change in, in a 30 day span. But it's like, 
You got the Raiders coming out. You mentioned the Giants talking about, okay, well, we're not going to have fans in attendance. Man, like, don't, like, why don't we wait a little bit? Okay, maybe you could down the road. The Chiefs have hinted at, okay, well, you know, towards playoff time, we can go about having fans at that point. I just think some teams are jumping the gun. The Raiders, like Mark Davis is talking about, there were some videos that came out of the new stadium in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's the best stadium in football. Absolutely. It looks so sharp. And Mark Davis is talking about how, well, I'm not going to go to a single game this year because if our fans can't be there, I'm not going to be there. Man, I tell my fans to kiss my ass. I want to (laughs) go hang out in that stadium. Honest to God. Bucky, that looks like the greatest playhouse I've ever seen in my life. Are you kidding me? Mark Davis is going to not go to that beautiful stadium to be sitting there all alone during live games? Get out of here with that. No, he's going to be there. He has to be. (laughs) Of course. It's a slaypin. Man, you just remodel your brand new home and you're like, no, I'll wait until I can have people over to go inside. No, my ass. Go in there and hang out and enjoy the place. I know. He has to bring some of his friends, too. I'm sure he's going to bring some of his friends. Have you seen what his friends do? (laughs) What what friends are you talking about? Some of his friends. He has some some friends. He has some, some, some people that he likes to hang around. Are those the friends that hang out in the suite with him? Mark Davis? Uh, I mean, sometimes they also hang out. They hang out at places like, look, it's funny because when I've seen them hang out, they hang out at places that it reminds me of a fire station because I always see the thing, but it's not. It's weird. And you're wondering like, okay, I'm always, I'm looking for the fire engine, but I never, I never, I never hear the sirens. Yeah. You see the pole and you're like, okay, but where are the hard hats and where's the equipment and the the boots? I don't, I don't, I don't, it's crazy. It's real weird. You know, I say we launch a full investigation (laughs) as to why we see the pole. We just don't see the rest of the fire equipment when Mark Davis is hanging out with his friends. We should look into that. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. More next year on FSR. So there's a coach in the NFL that is already getting some criticism. I mean, he's barely been here, and he's already getting criticism. We will tell you who that is coming up here in just a couple of moments. That guy right over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you are taking part in the program, we always appreciate a few minutes of your time hanging out with us here on a Saturday As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios for 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ladies and gentlemen, the man himself, Bucky Brooks. What's up, Jonas? What's happening? Uh, listen, Buck, we, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, fans in attendance at a Chiefs practice. We've got the, uh, uh, the uh, NBA bubble and the playoffs and all of that craziness that is going on. And then we've also got uh, a developing situation here on the show behind the scenes. Normally, when we do the Iowa Minute, Mm. In the second hour of this program. My favorite minute. Yeah. And and normally, well, I've had better minutes. Uh, but, <laughs> but again, that's that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, normally, when we do the Iowa Minute, it's something to where at some point in the second hour, I will check in with Sam and say, hey, how are we looking? What time do you want to do it? Just so that way I know I can tease because there are people that really enjoy it. He is so fired up about this Iowa Minute that he let me know almost immediately upon the starting of the show that he's got an Iowa minute this hour that is going to knock your socks off. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm just letting you know. And usually if anybody has ever been around Sam long enough, usually when he builds something up this much, 
it ultimately it turns out to be a failure. Mm. All right? It just uh, you know he gets so excited and he can't control his emotions. So Sam, you you've, you've promised this is going to be a barn burner here. It's going to be a good one. Uh, got some great stories. It's going to be a good one. So we're going to try to do it at two two thirty ish. Okay. okay right. now, now, what, what might get in the way of that? Do you think? Oh, you know, just other elements of the show, but okay, we will right. take care of those as needed. Listen, I'm not trying to stir the pot here. All I am simply trying to uh, just get the point across that if you are a big fan of the Iowa Minute, that'll be coming up this hour here on Fox Sports Radio. You know who I'm a big fan of, Bucky Brooks? Mm. It's kind of kind of a throwback, you know, kind of kind of remind. It's like the show Stranger Things. You watch the show Stranger Things, even if you don't like that sort of stuff. The fact that it's based in the 80s, if you grew up in the 80s, you just look back and you go, oh, my God, I remember when things looked like that back then. And I remember those toys and those commercials and that wardrobe. It kind of you start to get nostalgic. I'm a big fan of Joe Judge. I got to oh, be honest God. with you. I am a huge fan of Joe Judge because it, it's nostalgic to me. You know, I mean, you step out of line. I don't care what position you play and how much money you make or how much of the salary cap you take up. Guess what? Your ass is running laps. Oh, <laughs> you think you're going to have the last name on the back of your jersey? Too bad, pal. You're going to be in trouble with me. Joe Judge bringing back old school, hard nosed coaching to the NFL. And for some reason, people are pushing back on it and not even giving him an opportunity to make work it's a damn shame bucky brooks damn shame i I am giving him a chance to make it work like i am all about it because i understand what joe judge is trying to do joe judge is trying to follow in the footsteps of bill parcells and tom coughlin guys who've won championships by having hard-nosed cultures that embrace toughness and discipline and paying attention to detail and all of those things and so what joe judge is doing is taking a blueprint that he learned from bill belichick and Nick Saban, one that is very, very hardline when it comes to dealing with mistakes and preparedness and all of those things and putting it into place with the New York Giants. And so if you make a mistake for the New York Giants, you will run a lap. It's a penalty lap because mistakes have consequences, and he wants his players to know that if you jump off sides in a game, that is a penalty. If you make a mistake in practice, it's a lap. And he also wants coaches to know if your players, the ones that you're responsible, if they make mistakes, you're going to run a lap too. There are no names on jerseys. We're going to be physical. We're going to tackle to the ground every day. And those things are going to help the New York Giants turn it around. Okay. According to Joe, Joe Judge. All right. According to Bucky Brooks, what's mm-hmm. the verdict? I mean, look, this, this works <laughs> if this is who he is. This works if he is really like a hardline guy, a guy that pays attention to detail, a guy who is um, everything that he says he wants his players to be. If he does that, they're cool. But if he shows any cracks, in, in, any anything that he's not put together, then his players are going to look at him a little differently. And the only reason I get concerned is because we've seen other Patriots assistants turn head coaches Try this. Josh McDaniels, Eric Mangini, Matt Patricia. <laughs> Those like didn't all, work out. I mean, they've all they've all done similar things and it didn't necessarily work out for them. So he just has to make sure that what he's doing is really authentic to who he is and what he believes in. Um, I, I understand that like th- this is the one thing that I that I've always found a little bit strange when it comes to coaching and how we evaluate coaches. When a, a young player makes mistakes 
or if he's not doing something up to par or whatever the case may be. We look at it and we go, well, he's a young player. He's going to improve. You know, we go through those growing pains. It feels like we're not willing to do the same thing when it comes to coaches. Um, I can remember Brian Billick told me that he thought he was so prepared because he was the offensive coordinator of those just in, that Vikings offense in the late nineties. That was unbelievable. And Mike or Brian Billick told, told me that when he got the job in Baltimore, he thought he was prepared. And in a, about a weekend, he was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know if I can do this because you think you're prepared and then you get there and there's stuff that you don't even factor in. And so you go through those growing pains. You're a head coach. How much of those growing pains did you go through? You, I been, did. Yeah, I mean, it, I it's got to be a real thing, and we never talk about that stuff as coaches. That coaches can improve too. Yeah, no, nah, that's a lot, and that's like when I wrote the thing about Joe Judge. Like I was thinking about my own experience in mine, and what I wanted to make sure that I did is I wasn't hypocritical about those things. So um, at the high school, when our guys jump off sides, like we have the whole the entire program like do push ups or whatever. Um, the only thing uh, when you do those things, and it's I mean, it's a little different when you're dealing with, like, youth football in high school as opposed right. to the pros. The only thing about it is you have to convey why the punishment is going to help us get better. Players need to understand the whys in the hows and why we're doing this. And you have to be able to show them tangible proof that if we do this, we're going to get the results that we want. And so what Joe Judge has done, by being a little different than everybody else, He's kind of painted himself into a corner where he needs to win quickly because if not, then we're going to hear the same things that we've heard about Matt Patricia. What are they doing? Yeah. Why are they doing this? This high school stuff doesn't work. Why are they practicing outside in Detroit when they play inside? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, all of all of these things. That and was so, great. And so the the thing about Joe Judge, he cannot be Bill Belichick. He cannot be the next Nick Saban. He has to be able to hold on to those values, but he has to do it in his own voice, in his own packaging. And so if he does that, it can work. But, I mean, only time will tell if he is being authentic and true to who he is. Do you think this approach is antiquated in today's NFL? Could this work with when you're talking about, and it's one thing you mentioned, you know, uh, younger football players at the high school level, but these are paid professionals that are making millions and millions of dollars a year. They're superstars. They know it. Do you think this can work at this level anymore? Or is that approach completely outdated and it doesn't exist? Oh, I think, I mean, I, th I think it still can work. I think old school values, old school football still has a place in this game. The only thing that is different now, when we think about like old school and kind of the vision of the head coach that we used to have in yesteryear, the head coach now can have those values, but he has to be a better communicator and he has to develop relationships with his players. If Joe Judge develops relationships with his players, man, players don't have a, a, a they don't have a problem complaining for a coach that's demanding. The problem that you have is if you're demeaning, and so that is the difference. He can demand. He just needs to be careful to make sure that he doesn't demean his players. And you remember Tom Coughlin had to basically have a heart-to-heart -heart with Michael Strahan and some of his veteran players about, mm -hmm. man, you got to ease up, dude. Like, this this isn't – they only ended up winning a Super Bowl, but the point being Tom Coughlin sort of lightened up a little bit as he got older because he realized, okay, well, the players are changing, things are changing, and you can't just take that same approach and try and make it work now because personalities and, and the attitude of, of players in this – environment have completely changed a little I, bit a little bit but I, I will say this you don't have to be 
player friendly in terms of like, hey, it's like summer camp. Everybody just do what you want to do. You can still, man, have a hard nose, tough physical camp. You can still have rules and discipline and those things. The only thing that has changed with today's player, communication is more important. If the players sense that you care about them and that you have their best interests at heart, all that other stuff doesn't matter. But in terms of just coming in and lecturing and dictating, now that's not the way to get it done. You have to build a relationship before you come down and put in these tactics. Um, I think it, a lot of people rely on their influences when they first get started into something. Before they can find their own mm-hmm. voice, they're not yet comfortable with their own voice. And I think this is with any job or any creative creative art when you first start. When I first started doing radio, I mean, you know, I, I had influences. Tony mm-hmm. Bruno was an influence. Yes. And so that sort of style. And it wasn't until I started really doing it that I found my own voice. But it it took time. Yeah. So when you started coaching, who were the influences that you felt yourself really relying on? And was there a point to where you said, "Okay, now I can add my own my own flavor to all of this? Man, it's tough because I feel like I've grown a lot. Obviously, I hadn't had a chance to go out and display it as a coach this fall because we're not playing. But in January, I think I'm a much better coach year two than I was in year one. My centers of influence would be Mac Brown from North Carolina, who's a Hall of Fame college coach. Uh, I learned a lot from him in terms of like players first, make it about the players, make sure they have everything that they need, make sure you build a relationship with them and that they know that you care. From um, Marty Schottenheimer, I understood the value of organization. I love Marty Schottenheimer. And physicality and fundamentals. His attention to detail, the fundamental focus that we had in practice, how physical we were, that was kind of the advantage that we felt like we had on Sundays. I will say I learned a lot from Tom Coughlin, even though I bristled and bucked and bucked back at some of his hardline tactics. I was a guy that had a tough time with all of the rules and following them. However, as I got older, I appreciated what he meant when you said, hey, when we go to practice, I want everyone in the same colored shorts and T-shirt. I want a uniformity about how we look and how we go about it. I want us to look like professionals. And so I've had influences from all those guys, but the thing about it, Jonas, you still have to be yourself. Yeah. So you take those things that you learn, because each person that I talked about, they're all vastly different in terms of their personality. But the end goal was the same. They wanted to win. They wanted to win the right way. They believe football should be played in a certain way. Now my job is to take all of those things that I learned, but do it within my own personality. Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up next, uh, we are going to talk to a former NFL quarterback about a training camp battle at that position for one team. Find out who it is next here on FSR. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, man. This song just screams the early 90s. I love it. Doesn't it? Like, this just feels like the early 90s. <laughs> it, it, this feels like, Bucky, this feels like the song that was playing when you won the halftime slam dunk contest. I mean, it, this, that's, that's around that time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's, around, that's around that time. When you saw, the, when you saw all the stuff happen on Chapel Hill, at Chapel Hill this week, where you saw the break, you know, to break out the COVID yeah. pandemic, everyone was on Franklin Street. Um, if we take it all the way back to about 90, 91, it might have been the same thing. It just was kind of playing <laughs> in the streets. Like, right. I'm not saying that we would have been immune oh, to it. Oh, man. Oh, so good. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up here in uh, a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, rumor has it the Iowa Minute will be here. That's the rumor. Now, I can't confirm that, uh, but that is the rumor. The Iowa Minute will be here. Uh, forget all about that, though, and step aside. He is the pride mm. of Toledo. Mm. He is Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback, now an analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us here. And, Bruce, you've been in a lot of weird spots when you've talked to us on a Saturday before. Uh, tell us what's happening behind the scenes there on this Saturday for you. Well, well, guys, once again, I just I have to just thank you guys, offer my gratitude uh, for getting me out of another family event. You know, I'm at my wife's cousin's wedding in Columbus. Uh, we got babysitters back in Toledo, but, you know, we're, we're, we're only in and out. You know, we're, we're going to hit the same sharp face and bounce. But, uh, you know, and it's a funny story, and I won't get into all of it, but I actually started a business uh with with the girl's dad the uncle that you know the wedding is today and actually we 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 parted ways a few years ago (laughs) so so it's one of those (laughs) things but uh you know he helped me get it started he he really did 
do a great job. But, you know, I mean, business is business. You go your separate ways, just like you see NFL teams do all the time. But, uh, but no, so I'm, I'm sucking it up today, guys. And, and I appreciate you, uh, you know, getting me out, off the hook. And But I'm looking for a little wedding crashers, a little Jonas Knox and Bucky Brooks to, to crash the party right now. Uh, we can definitely, de- especially if Rachel McAdams is there. I can definitely make that happen. Uh, that is, <laughs> She's here. Okay, well, perfect. I'll be, I'll be right over. Uh, all right, so, uh, Bruce, we were talking about this, and I actually wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, so Joe Judge is getting a little bit of, I don't know if criticism or heat are the right words, but people are starting to kind of, okay, here we go. Another guy trying to be Bill Belichick because he's taking a real hardline approach at training camp. Guys are having to run laps, be held responsible. And the idea <laughs> is, uh, why don't you, why don't you, you know, do it your way instead of trying to do it like Bill Belichick? I'm willing to wait to give him some time because I think he's a young coach and maybe he'll develop. But you being a player around players today, how do you think that goes over in today's NFL as opposed to when you were playing back in the day? Yeah, I mean, come on, Jonas, I'm not that old. Well, I'm just saying, day, I'm saying that you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying back in the 30s. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, a few years ago, things have changed. A lot's changed in the past couple of years. No, you're right. Especially growing up, you know, my dad coached me all the way till high school, and it is though. It's a different day and age right now. Um, so I think the one thing I think about is Bill, Bill Belichick does a great job, right? I mean, he he just runs a, a tight ship, but it's always tough when when you know you have Matt Patricia, all these other guys go off to their other locations and they try to be Bill Belichick. You can't do that. I mean, because it comes with winning. And I'm sure, just like you said, Jonas, I'm going to wait to judge the judge right now, right? I'm going to give Joe Judge some time because I'm sure he's putting his own little spin on things right now in New York. But I'm all about holding guys accountable. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to follow up with winning. If this approach does not work and you have uh, an unhappy environment, a tough environment to come to work, now it's going to be hard for your players to stay engaged, to truly buy in. You know, I've, I've been around the, one of the best organizations and best locker room cultures I've ever been a part of with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin. And you talk about a guy that's a great leader, has a great locker room, has, has a real pulse for the team, knows how to kind of hold them accountable. But, you know, it, it's, it's a great environment to come to work every day. Now that's hard to build and do while you still try to hold guys accountable um, and then you have Bill Belichick that's on the other end, super disciplined. You know, you don't get get off that line or you're in trouble or you're not going to play or you're going to sit. So, I mean, I'm going to wait, though, honestly, the judge right now because it's just during training camp. The Giants are a long way off. He, he has a young quarterback there. So I do feel like ultra details is very important right now for a young football team. You know, Bruce, you bring up something that's very important because you talked about the youth on that team. That team has more 24 and under players than any team in the league, I think. And so when you have a young team and those guys have only been exposed to college, do you think it's a little easier to take this approach when you have those guys that don't know any better? I do, Bucky. I think that's a great point. When you have guys fresh out of college and just a younger football team, not like a a core veteran leadership type team – you can mold them your own way. And so that's what, you know, Joe Judge is doing right now is he's going to mold this football team the way he thinks will work. And I'll tell you what, though, guys, I mean, that division, 
is wide open. You know, each and every year there's there's a different division winner. Um, so I think for the Giants, you've got to be optimistic, and you you have to buy in right now. I mean, you have to buy in and see where where this goes. But I mean, Bucky, that's a great point with how young this football team is. That's when you can get away with these things. If you walk into a veteran locker room and you start trying to really be like it's my way or the highway, that's where you know. These older veterans, man, they're like, come on, man, I'm not a young kid. You know, I'm a, I'm a grown man here. Treat me with some respect. So I think that's very important is, is that player-coach relationship, just the communication. A lot of coaches aren't straightforward and aren't honest with you. And as players, we just want honesty. We want to know where we stand, whether it's third on the depth chart or first on the depth chart, whether we're actually competing for a position or not. And I think that's very important, the open and honest communication. Uh, he's Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback, now an analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks with you here on FSR. In Chicago, they're having this quarterback battle between Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky basically in practice every day and in training camp because there's no preseason games. And some of the early reports are that Trubisky has played and looked a little bit better than Nick Foles, which probably isn't that much of a surprise based on he's a little more familiar with that offense uh, in being there for as long as he has. But they're taken this all the way up until the last minute. And Matt Nagy has said as much that they're going to, you know, we need more information before we make our decision. You're a quarterback. If you were in a competition like this, at what point would you want to know, ideally, that I'm the guy for week one? Because we're less than three weeks away. At what point for you would you feel most comfortable knowing whether or not you're the guy moving forward? Well, I think most importantly, you, you want the reps and you need the reps, you know, if you're going to be the starter. But I think, too, open competition, it always makes each other better. You know, Trubisky and Fools are going to be better because of this, and so is the, the Bears. They're going to be a better football team because of the competition. And I feel like it always, uh, you know, the cream rises to the top, right? So there's been a very short window for training camp. They've had no OTAs, no offseason program. So right now is the first time they're actually on the field and getting a look at these quarterbacks side-by-side competing. I feel like in the next three weeks, then you're really going to see who kind of is taking over, who's, who's taking the leadership role, who, who, who's the team gravitate, gravitate towards. But my question in Chicago and what you really want to look at is they're going to need both these guys this year. I mean, whether Foles is the starter uh, day one or Trubisky, because – you look at it, Foles hasn't played more than 700 snaps in the season since 2013. You know, so now you got to worry about is he injury prone? Is he, you know, is he going to last a full season for us? We don't want to lose Trubisky mentally, you know, when we might need him halfway through the year. And vice versa, if Trubisky starts and you kind of go down the same route you were the last few years, now that's when Foles is his best, right? When he fills in as the backup, when there's not a lot of pressure on his plate. I think these coaches know Foles a lot. You know, Bill Lazor was with them before. Um, Dee Filippo was with them. Matt Nagy was with them. So there's a lot of, you know, camaraderie between Foles and the coaching staff. But I'm all up for this for this quarterback battle, however long it takes. And, of course, us going through it, we want to know now. I mean, but it's also us just trying to seek some comfort, in, you know, going into the season. But – uh, I love how they talk about Trubisky's mentality is different this year because you can't worry about the outside noise. You have to take care of business. And this is one of the most important years of, of his career. You know, Bruce, um, I, 
like the, the 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 noise that's coming out of Baltimore, and I want to kind of lean into your experience being in a great locker room that you said in Pittsburgh. Um, we've heard reports about Earl Thomas. He was sent home uh, from practice. He hasn't been brought back. The leadership council from the Ravens reportedly went to the coach and said, hey, we don't want him back. And your experience when you've been in strong locker rooms where players have a big voice, what happens if they bring him back when the players have said, now nah, we're good? You know, it, it just all depends. It depends what he's bringing to your football team. You know, it's like the Antonio Brown stuff in Pittsburgh. You know, the product, the productivity that he brought every week on Sundays was worth putting up with him showing up late to meetings at times. And, you know, some, some things you have to put up with. But when the on-field production doesn't match up with the high-maintenance kind of stuff you have to deal with off the field, then you have to move on. And I think with Earl Thomas, I mean, he's your model single high free safety guy, but the Ravens played him over 200 snaps in the box last year. So um, I think that's why the Ravens don't really kind of think he's worth what they offered him for that big four year, whatever it was, $55 million contract. So the thing that, you know, I'm thinking if, if uh, you know, I'm in Earl Thomas's camp, I'm like, man, you can't do this with practice. You can't have something that's detrimental to the team because now it gives the Ravens a way out. So I think Bucky, a great point, something we really have to keep an eye on, how that unfolds in Baltimore, because right now, if the Ravens do want them out, this is the this is the right opportunity to go that way. All right, Bruce Gradkowski, before we let you go, uh, this is going to turn into a tradition, uh, whether people like it or not, here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, final question for you, and to do so, we've got to set the tone uh, with the fight song of Toledo. So, Bruce Gradkowski, we need to know, yeah. you are at a family wedding what is on the menu? What sort of cocktails are we looking at? Is it an open bar? Set the scene for us, please. You know, guys, I'm trying to wet my palate right now and see what I'm in the mood for tonight. It might be a little uh, Tito's and soda. Not sure they sprung for the Tito's, so do I go with, you know, a low-level <laughs> vodka? I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to have some vodka and soda, I think, and then with an extra lime. And then as far as food, man, I'm going to hit that buffet line a few times. The cookie trays, the cake, the ice cream, the coffee, I'm going to do it all up, guys. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'll get that workout in tomorrow to burn it off. By the way, I love the, I love the subtle jab there. I don't know if they're going to spring for the Tito's. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Just a little, nice little subtle jab at your former business partner. Well done by Bruce Gradkowski here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Bruce, we appreciate it, man. Uh, go try and have some fun. We'll do it again next week. Uh, you guys are the best. Have a good weekend. Uh, there he is, Bruce Gradkowski. Uh, Jonas, Knox. <laughs> Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Did you know that right now Geico is offering an extra 15% on credit or car and motorcycle and RV policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com to learn more. Up next, it is the Iowa Minute. The worst segment in sports talk radio. Find out why here on FSR for all the latest stuff from around the world of sports. Ladies and gentlemen, the gas man, David Gascon. I'd like the uh, record to reflect that I don't send out any uh, scheduled tweets on the. Uh, I know, that's uh, unbelievable. Uh, Jesus. Like, my God. You look should, at me. You should hear him in my ear during the 2 o'clock Pacific hour here every single Saturday. I mean, he's on it. Got to go to break. Got to go to break. This train is staying on time. Got to right. go to break. 
got to hurry, man. It's going to be vintage Amtrak here, you, right? You know what, Dave? Dave? Do what you got to do, man. You're you're the broadcast professional here. Uh, you're you're the voice of the Bakersfield Blaze. Oh, I think boy. they're called. They what, died they called? in 2016. Are, are they the Are they the Bakersfield Blaze? Yeah, they were the Blaze. Yeah, right. they're the yeah. affiliate of the uh, Mariners, Dodgers. Let's go while we're young. Now, now, now the uh, Bakersfield Corpse. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they are six feet yeah. under, man. Hey, yeah. So a few few weeks ago, you and I had discussed publicly on air that. There'd be some, there should be some ramifications for a certain guy here if he buried stories that were in a particular state in the country. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I like the record to reflect now that if he does not do what he should be doing, that I think we should ban the segment coming up because there is a disgusting story in that state. Huh. That right, is this a part of your update or what are I you feel doing? that, oh, uh, right. you know, if Take you could your time, off, Dave. Yeah, no problem. Uh, that that segment uh, should be buried forever. So, uh, anyways, you guys had mentioned a couple different things. First off, with the NBA, Bucks up in their series two-one. They beat the Magic comfortably by fourteen points. Giannis had thirty-five and eleven. Heat right now up by 11, 89 to seventy-eight. This game is in the third quarter. Pacers making a little bit of a run right now. Malcolm Brogdon seventeen points. Goran Dragic has twenty-one of his own. Rockets and Thunder tonight at six o'clock Eastern. Lakers and Trailblazers will get things underway 8.30 Eastern. On FS1, Pittsburgh leading Milwaukee 3-1. Nationals 3-0 over the Marlins. Steven Strasburg done for the season. He'll have surgery on his right hand. Carpal tunnel syndrome. He is done for the year. Jonas, see if you'd like. You can take it back. I don't know if you and Bucky would like to. but Hey, uh, th- listen, thanks, Dave. I, I appreciate it. Uh, Jonas <laughs> Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, did you see the uh, tweet uh, from Albert Breer, uh, Bucky Brooks, that I came out a short not. time ago? I have not. Uh, Let me see if I so uh, the COVID-19 list in the NFL, mm-hmm. the total number of league-wide on the list is now down to four. And he said, also relevant, there was concern that close contact and specifically hitting would create a new set of COVID-19 issues for the NFL. He said 30 of 32 teams have been in pads since Monday. Casey and Houston have been in pads for over a week. The feared spike simply hasn't come. So, Mm. again, good news. Less than three weeks away for uh, for the start of the NFL season there, Bucky Brooks. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. Damn right. Damn that's right. That's good. Um, all right. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. What were we supposed to do here? Like, we were supposed to do something here, I think. What was it? Oh, we were supposed to give a minute. Okay. What was it? Uh, Lee, was there something we were supposed to get to here? At this point in the show, like there was something we were supposed to do right now. Uh, Lee DeLapp, our executive producer. Lee, any thoughts on, on what we were supposed to do? Uh, you know, I kind of forget, too. Maybe we could push it off to next segment and we could we could figure it out. Okay. But, I mean, there was a tweet that was sent out by a oh, member of yeah. the show that was saying, um, yeah, I can't I can't seem to find it. Sam, any thoughts as to what we were supposed to do here? or uh, Or if you'd like to describe uh, your frustration level here at this point? How about this? Oh, my God. Hey, got a minute? Hey. <laughs> Kevin? No. It's Iowa. Like you give a damn. Now presenting the most up-to-date happenings from Iowa's four Division I teams. Ladies and gentlemen, cows and pigs. It's the Iowa Minute. Here's Iowa Sam. Ah, right, plenty of time. Go. Plenty of time. Oh, my music. I need that. 
Way to bungle it right out of the gate there, uh, me. All right, guys, last time I checked in with you, uh, my esteemed colleagues, I talked mostly about the awful weather in Iowa. Yes, Iowa is still reeling from the devastation of the derecho 12 days ago. Uh, no, no, not the Mexican death metal band Jonas coined, but the land hurricane that ravaged the state. I also discussed the big bad news of last week, the suspension of the 2020 Big Ten football season. And questions still remained this week, especially among some parents. Is of, this just a recap of last week? No, I'm getting to the, it's <laughs> a continuation. God. We move in chronological order here. We're, we're going we're gonna to be late Never ending stories. I mean, so yeah. we, we need to push this to the next segment because of how late you're it's taking It's like us. the straight line wins the derecho. It just doesn't Jesus. stop, all right? Well, questions still remained this week, Jonas and Bucky, especially among some Big Ten uh, parents of Big Ten football players, as to why a conference schedule was rolled out only for it to be scratched a week later. And hey, Kamish, why don't you talk to us or our kids? Maybe think about uh, reversing your decision? Huh? Maybe? Can we talk? Well, those Big Ten parents who I brought up uh, last week, they mobilized a bit on Friday. I'll get to that in a moment. Yes, mobilizing for answers despite Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren breaking his silence and issuing an open letter to the Big Ten community on Wednesday saying essentially, nope, we're not playing this fall and that decision is final. What a joke. Warren, along with a number of school officials who opted to postpone, decided that there is just too much uncertainty and lack of understanding at the moment around COVID's long-term health effects, as well as a lack of dependability in accurate testing. Still, that letter of finality didn't stop about 30 Big Ten parents from charging through the rolling hills of Rosemont, Illinois. Damn right. Headquarters (laughs) of the Big Ten Conference in search of Kevin Warren. You find this man. Or somebody who could provide some clarity. Uh, They were looking for somebody. Here's a comment from one of the mothers as she power walked toward the league's offices. Into the pit with those bloodthirsty sons of more. Wow, she sounded really upset, guys. That's just not Uh, even funny. (laughs) It's just so Ma'am, perhaps holding an oversized boombox over your head and playing some sweet love songs below Warren's window might change his mind? Maybe? No? All right, pressing on. Guys, in all seriousness... In all seriousness, though, uh, from everything I've read, these parents were very civil and respectful. They just wanted some answers, feeling frustrated, and I get it. But the parents that gathered, flanked by heavy media presence, quickly ushered to an area away from the building and told that no, unfortunately, Kevin Warren would not be meeting with them that day. The decision is final. Please pack your belongings and leave now. By the way, guys, sad note here. With the expected revenue shortfall in Iowa due to a postponed season, the athletics department decided to permanently cut four sports on Friday. Men's and women's swimming and diving, men's tennis, and men's gymnastics. So we're seeing the fallout. Yeah, it is too bad. Um, All right, switching gears here. Iowa wide receiver Oliver Martin will transfer to his third Big Ten school. The former blue chip recruit out of Iowa City started his career at Michigan, then came home to Iowa and will now go to work for Scott Frost and Nebraska. That is whenever the H we get back to playing football. All right, guys, listen, uh, we're all pulling for the Big 12 to play football, so I actually have a team to report on this fall. If the Cyclones push forward, this will basically basically become the Iowa State Minute. Yes, and I'm more than fine with that. I will go ham, ham for the Cyclones. And it may help the cause if, you know, your student body is healthy as well, right? You know, if they're still on campus, they may well be interacting with football players. Well, guys, Iowa State student body, better quarantine like a son of a gun. 
When Iowa State began classes on Monday, the school reported 175 COVID cases among the student population, which led all universities this past week, even beating out Bucky's Tar Heels. How about that? Okay, 175 of how many kids? Well, a lot of kids, but uh, a lot okay. of COVID cases, uh, oh you know, day one. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how I'm just saying, the, you know. the small number wins out now. Well, just- yeah, Unreal. it's good to good to get it down to a low lower number than 175. I'll just say that. All right, guys, and we can't forget Northern Iowa and Drake. Seems like a good thing to uh, keep. Uh, oh, my music's running out here again. Here we go. Seems like a good thing to keep a low profi- profile this summer, right? Here's a great story in the Athletic by our very own Bruce Feldman. His story about behemoth Northern Iowa offensive tackle Spencer Brown, six foot nine, three twenty. After the Missouri Valley postponed football, some bigger name schools tried to lure him away. Brown said, Nuh-uh, I'm staying put. No, no, no. Uh, great story about Brown's loyalty to the purple and gold. And my apologies to Drake. Not a ton coming from the Bulldogs, though I did see the men's basketball team helping with some derecho cleanup. So props to them. That Drake update brought to you by... Up to the minute grain prices. Finally, wrapping up here. My God. This passed along to me by Dr. Degenerate himself, Gavin Kinzel, executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. If, big if, we get to a Big Ten college basketball season. Hear me out, Jonas. Iowa has the second best odds to win the NCAA tournament, second only to Villanova. You can grab Villanova at plus 700 and the Hawkeyes at plus 750. Those lines according to betonline.ag. And that is your Iowa Minute. Thank you very much. There it is. Uh, There it is. The Iowa Minute here on Fox Sports Radio. It used to be a minute. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> that might have went, that, that seemed like that was a little longer than a minute. Jeez. I got to make up for, uh, you know, lost time from uh, I mean, previous Iowa minutes. That might have been a three-minute Iowa minute. I don't want to hear any complaints about Dave Gascon and his bottom-of-the-hour updates here anymore after that. He I was, mean, you know, pretty succinct. God, I got to hand it to Dave. I got to hand it to Dave. That, that's un- It's like, you know, um, hey, let's sit down and watch a real short movie. And then, some, <laughs> and then somebody puts on Braveheart. It's like, what are we doing? Uh, how about here? Saving Private Ryan? You like, know? Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Uh, all right. So uh, there it is. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, all right. Coming up next, an idea that was thrown out in the NFL that will never, ever happen. Find out what it is here on Fox Sports Radio. Go the distance. Is this Derecho? Guess not. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, got a, a good game going on in the bubble between the Heat and the Pacers. Uh, Bucky Brooks' Miami Heat. Uh, we were talking about this before the uh, bubble started. You were curious to see how the Heat were going to take and approach all this because they just seem hardcore. There's just something about their, whether it's the Pat Riley influence, mm-hmm. Miami's looked really, really good in the Eastern Conference. And see, that's my case in point with Joe Judge and like how it can work because if you ask anyone about Heat culture, they will tell you. Hey, man, they work hard, long, grueling practices, conditioning. They're always uh, monitoring their body fat and all of those other things. But it works because they've been consistent, because they've been able to get players that are for that kind of system, meaning hardworking, tough, competitive players that like that approach. And then from day one, Eric Spolster, Pat Riley have said, like, this is how we go about it, and we don't flinch, and they don't worry about what the outside world says about them. 
Uh, Bucky Brooks, uh, let's uh, discuss, by the way, coming up uh, top of next hour here on Fox Sports Radio, more conversations in the NFL. Uh, I believe Bucky Brooks has identified a sleeper in the NFL, a Mm. rookie. And by the way, I believe he's on the same team with somebody that you and I have a bone to pick after what we saw uh, this week. Oh, uh, we, okay. We got a bone to pick with somebody <laughs> in the NFL. Now I won't actually do this to the guy's face cause I'll get my ass slapped around, but I'll just say this bone to pick here on the show coming up uh, about 10 minutes from now, this whole, the whole idea that was thrown out there that, well, you know, maybe the N- uh, NFL would consider a playoff bubble. You know, maybe the NFL will consider a playoff bubble. And Troy Vincent was like, hold on a second. All right. We didn't say a playoff bubble, just sort of a secure atmosphere. I think the NFL is just playing nice. They're answering questions and just, yeah, 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 you know, totally. Yeah, we're going to address that. There is no plan. And I don't think any way possible the NFL has a playoff bubble. I think by the time January rolls around, they're full steam ahead. They've gotten that far. They're full steam ahead. Yeah, but I, th- I think what you're seeing is we could see what is taking place now reoccur as we get closer to the playoffs. So right now we're seeing some teams like the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints basically have training camp bubbles, meaning they have all their players have the option of staying in hotels away from their families and everything. I think what we will see when we get to the playoffs, you will see some teams urge their players to kind of take that approach as they get into the postseason because it's important to have everybody available. Yeah, I just, I, I, I really feel like the NFL, if they, if they get to the point to where it's December and we talked about the Albert Breer tweet that, man, like the COVID cases are really down, dropping rapidly in the NFL. What they're doing is actually working. And just because it worked in the NBA and it's worked in the NHL doesn't mean the NFL can't pull off having a season just without fans or limited fans in, in places. I mean, you watch Hard Knocks. You see some of the restrictions and protocols that are in place. The Chiefs practice earlier today, that was some of the mm-hmm. most elaborate planning that I had seen. So I'm confident the NFL is going to be able to have somewhat of a normal year. Yeah, they'll be able to figure it out. I, I'm more confident now than ever that it's going to be a, a season that starts on time and a season that's played through con, con, completion. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Coming up next, Bucky has identified a sleeper in the NFL. Plus, we've got a bone to pick with somebody here on FSR. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. 
And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So Bucky Brooks is going to do you a favor here on Fox Sports Radio. For you people out there trying to gear up for a fantasy draft, Bucky Brooks has got a sleeper for you here. That'll be coming up in just a couple of moments. He is the man himself, Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. We are Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and wherever you are taking part in the program. We appreciate you hanging out with us here as we do it live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios for 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote bucky brooks 20 year anniversary of fox sports radio how about it how about that man great accomplishment 20 years in the game that is something that is hard to achieve Uh, i can remember when you started coming on uh fox sports radio uh and i did this is actually this is funny and i've told you this before i felt terrible because you used to come on the morning show and it was either at that time at Fox Sports Radio and I was producing that morning show it was either Artrell Hawkins and Andy Furman or it was Andy Furman and Mike North. And you were one of the guys that were always kind enough to come on. And at that time, it's really early in the morning. So the only place, the only people that we could really get on at that time because it was so early are people on the East Coast. And so I remember seeing your number and going, oh, well, that looks like a North Carolina number. It and I just, was, yeah. I, w- I was really well-versed in, in, in area codes for some reason, because I used to work in telemarketing when I was when I was younger, and I just remember certain area codes. I remember thinking, oh, well, Bucky's awesome. He's always great on the air. And plus, he lives in North Carolina, so don't worry. I'll hit him up all the time, you know, if we want to have <laughs> him on during this season. And then I remember you come on the air, and it was right before I was getting ready to throw and we had never met, didn't know each other, nothing like that. I was a producer. You were an NFL analyst for NFL.com. And I remember uh, saying, hey, man, so how's your morning going? Oh, you know, just uh, just get into the gym. Oh, nice. What gym you use? Oh, 24 hour. Oh, cool. Cool. That's awesome. And, he's like, <laughs> and you're like, uh, you're like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm actually uh, right across from you guys. And I'm thinking, what does he mean? And I thought. Oh God, Amar, are you based in LA? Yeah. He said, "Yeah, I'm walking right into the Galleria right now." I'm like, I felt so bad. So this whole time, I thought I was calling somebody on the East Coast that early in the morning, but you were still kind enough to still hop on with us. So I yeah, never man. forgot that. Yeah, morning, morning guy. 
Up, yeah. <laughs> up and at him. 515, let's get it going. Then let me tell you something. There's nothing greater than walking out of a gym before 6 a.m. knowing you're done. Yeah. There's no better feeling in the world. Yeah, get it out the way. It really throws my day off when I don't go early. I totally agree. Like, Completely agree. It's harder. It's become increasingly harder for me to work out. If I don't do it right at the beginning of the day, man, I never thought I would be that guy. But I know. You know I begin to put it off like, uh, well, you know, maybe it's an active rest day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that's you know my body does feel a little fatigued. You know, to think about it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You got to get it done in the morning. But no, happy birthday to a Fox Sports Radio. Twenty years, uh, and Bucky was an awesome uh, guest, and now an awesome contributor here on FSR. And, and you are well liked by everybody in the building. I mean, except for the guys behind the scenes, because you, uh, you know, you're a little demanding, and you kind of <laughs> scream at them and stuff like that. But you know, nonetheless, just keep on the toes. Just yeah, keep you on have the toes. to. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Um, before we get to a a fantasy sleeper for some people out there, because fantasy drafts are getting ready to get started um, around the NFL or people that are watching the NFL, they got fantasy drafts over the next couple of weeks as we get ready for the season that's about three weeks away. So before we get to somebody that could be a fantasy sleeper, let's go ahead and, and address the 9,000-pound elephant in the room. You and I have had uh, something in common since we've been doing the show, and it's our affinity for the old NFL brand Newman. All right, so mm. Newman gloves back in the day, they were that sort of, I don't know if it's an old English N on, on the cover, but sort of a, yeah. it, it, like, it, like a, a weird N on the merchandise. And so if you watch some of the old footage of the NFL back in the 80s or the early 90s, or you watch you know CFL games from back in the day, Newman and Newman gloves were really prevalent. So for Christmas, I got you an old old style old pair set. of Newman gloves. Because yeah. that, that, that was just, I saw it, I said, oh my God, he's got to have this. This is this is too good to be true. But, you know, since then, gloves have advanced. And those new Nike ones, like, I don't know what they put on those, but there's no way that's illegal. Or no way that that's legal, correct? I mean, I mean, look, it, right now, you would be foolish not to play with gloves. That's okay. how advantageous the gloves are. Yeah, so so gone are the days that you're going to have uh, somebody out there without gloves trying to catch passes in the NFL because of how, how much they've advanced. But back in the day, it was all about Newman. So I'm watching Hard Knocks on Thursday, and uh, I had recorded it and decided, okay, I had a couple of minutes and I was going to watch it. And Michael Brockers Rams, <laughs> in one of the most disrespectful moments in the history of this show, had this to say. I look like one of them old ass receivers back in the day, Michael Irvin with the armband right here with the N on it. I don't know what brand that was. Are you got to be kidding me? You what? don't know what brand that was? I that know. was Newman, bro. What? What what is what has happened here? It's like somebody seeing a cowboy collar and saying, "Oh my god, what's with that weird device behind his helmet?" That's called a cowboy collar, okay? You got to know this equipment stuff, but total disrespect from Michael Brockers to our our band our brand that we've been loyal to Newman from back in the 80s and the 90s. Disgusting. I mean, it is ridiculous that he didn't know what it was and the way he talked about it like, "No." I mean, Come on, man. I mean, I reached out. I I reached out to Bucky Brooks, and and he and he wrote back to me, and he said, "Yeah, that's why I'm picking him to go three and thirteen this year." And I said, "Listen, (laughs) I I didn't know that was I didn't know that was part of part of what the uh, the analysis was, but nonetheless." Um, All right, so keeping it with the Rams, you actually have identified somebody that could be a sleeper, and it's somebody on offense for the L.A. Rams. Please explain. Van Jefferson 
the rookie second-round pick for the Rams, could be a big-time playmaker for them. And what I love about Van Jefferson is legacy. His dad, Sean Jefferson, is the wide receiver coach for the New York Jets. Um, He's a great teacher, and you can see that teaching has certainly impacted Van Jefferson's game. And then when I look at the Rams and I look at their wide receiver core with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson is a guy that is just like them, meaning he's a pro, outstanding route runner, terrific in terms of understanding how to use all the tricks of the trade to consistently get open. Um, He's a rookie, but, man, he's going to play like a vet from day one. And I think the reports that we're hearing coming out of camp should kind of start to whet our appetite for the kind of year that he could have. And is that Sean McVay offense, is that something to where a a rookie wide receiver can step right in and go? Because, look, we saw a couple of years ago – I mean, we they made a run to the Super Bowl, no doubt about it. But when they lost Cooper Cup, there was just a a different feel to that offense. And Todd Curley's injuries were also an attribute of that. But this feels like a big year for Sean McVay. And the more that he can have and, and, and the more that he can present as far as new problems, you think Jefferson might, might be one of those guys that's going to shine this season? Yeah, I think Jefferson will be one of those guys that shines. And the reason why is this running game will be different with Ty Gurley, without Ty Gurley. But Cam Akers is a guy who I think is another sleeper, someone like, look, in, in your fantasy drafts, if you want to put something down on somebody, put something down on Cam Akers because I think Cam Akers is going to surpass Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson and those other guys, and he's going to be the bell cow for that offense. His ability to run the ball inside and out will set the tone, and we will see the Rams get back to using that running game to really set up the explosive plays in the passing game because that is the best way for them to play with Jerry Goff at quarterback. Yeah, I uh, I have no idea what to make about that. What to make of that division? I don't know what to do with it because I like the 49ers, but I can't get over the Super Bowl hangover. There's a ton of talent there. I just can't get over that whole. I think the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. Seattle's got the best quarterback in the division. Mm. Uh, Arizona is is all of a sudden new and improved. I don't know what to do with that division. I don't know if it's just going to be a division of teams floating between six and ten and nine and seven or if you're just going to see a major drop off for somebody Mm. look i think it's gonna be a very competitive division um i expect the niners and the seahawks to battle it out for first i think the rams and the cardinals will also be very very competitive it could be a division where you see everyone hovering between that 11 and 5 8 and 8 range just because it's so um Look, they're good. I mean, they're very balanced teams. Uh, the Cardinals have made major strides. I don't know if they're quite ready to pop and get over 500, but they're they're going to be there. We saw them play well. Uh, the Rams have pedigree. I worry about their defense a little bit, new defensive coordinator. But the Niners and the Seahawks, I mean, they're set up to battle again for the time. I mean, that that's just how it's going to come down. You don't, you don't have any concerns about the Super Bowl hangover? Uh, look, the Super Bowl hangover is um, – a concern, but they're really good. And I think the best way to beat the hangover is to be really good and to be motivated. And I think they're motivated enough. They've added uh, and improved their team. Brandon Ayuk coming in gives them uh, some juice. Like this may be the first uh, time that they get a chance to see Jerick McKinnon play running back, who was supposed to be the original four-time runner for them. So you get him, he's juiced up to prove the people. Jimmy Garoppolo has heard all of the criticisms lobbed at him for the way that he didn't necessarily perform in the Super Bowl. So I think they're more than motivated enough to be able to kind of shake off some of the 
some of the lingering effects of the hangover when you when you fall short in the Super Bowl. And, and look, let's be honest here. Kyle Shanahan has now got two awful collapses in a Super Bowl attached to his resume. Although mm-hmm. I look back at the Atlanta situation, I'd go, okay, where was the defense to stop Tom Brady at that point? But they, they got gassed. They got gassed. And so on offense, you got to help him out by running the ball. And 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 he loses that one in heartbreaking fashion that Atlanta Falcons fans have tried to forget. And then he loses. I, I mean, I, I've I've rewatched the most recent Super Bowl twice, I think, because mm-hmm. they've they've aired it a couple of times on NFL Network. And I'm telling you, to this day, I have no idea how San Francisco lost that game. I mean that that they're third, dominating the game. They're it, dominating the game. Patrick Mahomes was not good up until about six minutes left to go in that game. He was not good at all, and he converted that one long pass to Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. and it was it just seems like that took all the wind out of their sails, and San Fran was just not the same offensively. They weren't the same defensively, and if you're Kyle Shanahan, you've got to be sick thinking those two games are both attached to you at the hip. Yeah, no, you have to be frustrated that you weren't able to get it done, and Patrick Mahomes is very similar to Steph Curry. Like if he sees the ball go in the hoop one time, <laughs> You're like so man, right. he can he can You're light so it up. Right. And that one play that he threw to Tyreek Hill on third and forever, and they were able to get that big play and kind of get into a rhythm and get going. Man, you saw him start playing downhill after that. Like it, it became very very easy. Um, he made the plays and. That, that's the thing about that offense. That's what makes them so scary. They can put up points so quickly. Yeah, you're so right. Uh, the Steph Curry comparison is apt. And then uh, here's the the other thing I would say about the division. We've seen this a couple of times in the NFL. We saw it a couple of years ago. I want to say it was 2017, 2016 or 2017. It was the year after Carolina went to the Super Bowl and they lost. I think the, the following year, or, or it could have been two years later, the NFC South got three teams into the Super Bowl, or three teams into the playoffs. They got mm-hmm. the Falcons, they got the Saints, and they got the Carolina Panthers. I think we're going to get three out of the NFC West. I just don't know whether or not that third team is going to be Arizona or the Rams. That's that's what I'm hung up on, because mm. I agree with you. I think San Fran's too talented. I always go the team who's got the best quarterback. I'm always going to give them a slight edge. I think the third team to come out in that division, because we've got an extra playoff spot. Who knows? Maybe there's four. I, I doubt it. But the third team I'm debating on between Arizona and the Rams, and I can't figure out which way I want to go. No, I mean, I think that's the way to go until you really see them play on the on the field. It's hard to speculate just on practice observations and and such. But, no, I, I I would expect that because also when you look at the other divisions, because to get three in, that means a division or two has to be down. The NFC East could be down. Um, I think it's really it's a, it's a two, two-team race, Dallas and Philly. Yeah. Um, the NFC South, um, they'll probably cannibalize each other with the Bucks, Saints, and Falcons kind of playing that role. And then when you look at the North, the Packers, I guess you would say, are the favorite. The Vikings have a lot of turnover. So because of that, it kind of lends itself to look at the NFC West and say maybe – maybe three get in because we feel good about the two 
the Niners and the Seahawks, but maybe one of those other guys kind of sneaks in the back door. And let me tell you something, that extra playoff spot in the NFL is going to save a lot of coaches' jobs. Oh, yeah. a lot of, they're going to get a lot of second chances just based on making the postseason. Like, that's going to happen in the NFL for sure. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, coming up next, we will find out what is going to happen. There's an NFL All-Pro who could be on his way out of his current team. Find out the latest next here on FSR. Mm. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have In the Gutter with David Gascon. Uh, make sure you stick around for that uh, coming up here again a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, he is kind enough to join us as he does every single week here on Fox Sports Radio. Adam Kaplan, FSR's NFL insider. You also see him and hear him on Sirius X. XM NFL as well. Adam, Jonas, and Bucky, what's happening? Guys, good to talk to you. We're in the middle of uh, what we call hitting week. If there, there is a little bit of hitting, so there has some, been some tackling this week, talking to coaches, and players are in pads, and that, that uh, we're excited about. And next week, by the way, is the final week of training camps. That's crazy. I, I can't even believe it's here. I'm so happy it's here, but I can't even believe that it's actually uh, right around the corner. Um let me just ask you, what the hell is happening with huh. Earl Thomas in Baltimore, and, and how, did, how does this thing play out for them? Yeah, I was listening to you guys before we uh, got started here. So, first of all, let's talk about the, earlier this offseason. You, you guys might remember there was a bizarre off-the-field issue that he had, um, which no one really ever fully reported on, and they probably shouldn't have anyway. It was just odd. Um, uh it's just uh, let's I'll leave it at that it was very odd and well that's one thing and then you had what happened yesterday he was sent home having a after having a fight with uh, a fellow defensive back and the club sent him home he's still at home uh, they did not, he did not return to the complex uh, today and Earl Thomas at 31 years old is clearly seen his better days he, he was good last year but he wasn't great and he had 32 million fully guaranteed at signing and there was just there were when the off the field thing hit earlier this season. There was a GM who reached out to me. He goes, "Do you think they would cut him?" I go, "No, no, because they're in the, the, I would say after this season, because there was no more guaranteed money in his contract." Well, here's the thing. This is kind of where we're at now, and this is this is why I don't think he's back yet. When you look at his contract, uh, every NFL contract, and Bucky knows this from being a player. There's specific language which details conduct detrimental to the club. And the the Ravens have the right to look at that language and see if there's a violation here. If they have to fine him, even if it's $5,000, that, that would be the way an agent explained to me an hour ago would be viewed as conduct detrimental. And that would void the guarantees in his contract. The, the guarantees expire after the season anyway. Uh, so... There, there, his salary of ten million is is fully guaranteed. However, because of this situation, if they do, they have to fine him to avoid the guarantees if they so choose. If that happens, they would not be on the hook for that ten million bucks. Then it makes the contract very, very cuttable. There'd be fifteen million dead money uh, that you that you you would have to live with. That that's something they have to ask. And it's the contract is very easy to get out of after this season. It's just these are the conversations that. Uh, the general manager, Eric DaCosta, and the owner, Steve Bashotti. This is how it goes. They, the head coach, John Harbaugh, and 
the GM, Eric uh, DaCosta, they'll have a conversation. They'll, they'll decide what they want to do. And if they want to cut him, then the owner has to get involved. Now, the owner could also get involved anyway and find out what, what's going on. He, you know, this is a high-priced player. It's a lot of money that they've been putting out there. But that's where the, the situation stands. You, you know, Adam, it's such a crazy week that they've had in Baltimore because, I mean, I guess the day before the Earl Thomas situation, they brought in Des Bryant. What have you heard about Des Bryant's workout with the Ravens? Yeah, there was no, there was no signing imminent. Uh, they did work out some other wide receivers. They're looking for, and this is this has to do with a little bit of the reason why they have interest in Antonio Brown, though they haven't done anything with it. They're very young now at wide receiver. Uh, they are looking for a, a fourth receiver with some experience, and that's kind of where that is. That's why they worked him out. Uh, look, Des Bryant, here's the story with him. This is coming from some other teams. At the time Dallas cut him, uh, his tape was not very good. He, he's older. He doesn't run very well. He signed the major major contract in 2015, and it, it, he he had a steady decline. And now he's in his 30s, and you don't all of a sudden get your speed back when you're in your 30s at the wide receiver position. So that's why you know, he, didn't, he didn't play last season. That's why he's he's had a problem getting back in. He's a guy. And also, the other knock on him is the tape shows he's a little bit of a freelancer, which is a little bit critical of him. But that's what NFL people tell me. So that's where that is with Des Bryant. Adam, I want to ask you, Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider, Sirius XM, joining us here on FSR. There's been sort of a pushback from people covering NFL teams in the media <laughs> this offseason because the teams are a little bit more secretive because there's no preseason games. So maybe some people are scouting the reports from beat writers around the league. And I completely get the the I guess paranoia you could call it of NFL teams this offseason not wanting to give away a ton of information based on this but from people you've talked to is this actually happening are teams scouting other teams by looking at at uh, you know uh, beat reporters tweets and things like that how is this happening this offseason different from that uh, from yeah look it's happened past? to me already so I'll tell you the truth and, and you probably Jonah saw my uh, my tweet uh, on Friday so what happened was um, the guy from NFL Network was talking about uh, kind of what's going on with scouting and, and reports or just who looks good and bad on, on, on social media. So what happens is some of these some of the um, college scouts or interns or, or, or uh, scouting interns will they'll be on Twitter and they're, they're look, they'll sign up for your Twitter account. If, you're, if they're looking for specific teams, if you're a national reporter like myself, they want to see if I have anything that I'm putting out on who's looking good and who's looking bad. Well, number one, I haven't I, I haven't been to a training camp yet. I'm going to two or three teams this, this coming week for camp's end. But one of the reasons why I haven't done a lot of who's looking good and who's looking bad is because a couple teams have said to me, listen, we'd appreciate it if you held this for a bit. I know because I because we're going over this specifically who's looked good, who's who needs to get it going. And some of these players are undrafted free agents and late round picks. And, and by the way, some of these late the, these late round picks are guys teams feel that are, are a little bit ahead of schedule, even despite what's been going on and, and, and ha- not having an offseason. They just don't want it out there. And I mean, I'm not going to burn anybody if, if they say, hey, listen, could you hold off on this for a while? I'm going to do it. But that's kind of what you do as a reporter. You, you got to honor uh, sources. And that's kind of where that's at. You know, Adam, it's, it's funny that you brought that out because there also appears to be a sense of um, teams pulling back all of the information. Like we're seeing some teams come out of Green Bay and other things in terms of just not disclosing information that used to be basic information that beat writers would put out. Do you feel like this is an opportunity for 
teams and general managers and coaches to kind of batten up, kind of pull back the ranks and kind of close the curtain in, in terms of bringing back the access that we're used to getting of late? All right, Bucky, so here's the rule on access for the media. If fans are in there, you cannot restrict. Uh, there, a couple teams try, have tried to do it, but um, I've actually, actually uh, let the Pro Football Raiders Association know a couple years ago when there were fans at a practice and they still didn't want us to list certain things. And I'm not going to give away um, plays like, okay, the, mm-hmm. the, the formation stuff, but if a guy looked good or a guy made a great catch or um, this guy's running with a first-team offense or defense, I, I would want to put it out there. P- fans love that stuff for training camp, especially if you're in, in a fantasy football. They, they eat it up. So uh, now, because there are no fans there, uh, clubs, if they want, they could restrict us uh, from putting anything out there. That's, that's, they can do that, uh, but they're not. And certain teams, they're not doing it at all. Now, the one thing they definitely aren't doing a lot of, uh, you're not seeing – uh, the injury stuff out there. You're seeing a case, if it's a big name player, you might see it out mm-hmm. there. Uh, okay, here's like the Miles Sanders injury gave a lot of people a scare. I, I know that it was a leg injury. The Eagles didn't even want it out what it was. They just said it was a lower body injury. They said he's week to week, which I'm told he's more day to day. Anyway, um, they they just try to restrict the information that's out there. And remember, next week's the final week of training camp. Then the week after that will be will be the first week. Uh, for the regular season in terms of game planning. And then the next week is week one. So they do not want any information out there. And they're using it. Uh, they're using the guise of, well, uh, if fans can't put out on Twitter what they're seeing, you, sh- you can't. And that's what, the way they're looking at it. Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider. You mentioned the injury stuff. Um, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. When Gerald McCoy went down with his injury yeah. in Dallas, there were local cowboy reporters who were pissed off because a national guy reported it first i want to say it was ian Rappaport or yeah, adam yeah, Schefter, if i'm not work. mistaken yeah and they were pissed off what what was the reasoning behind was is it the same thing because of the access because they're sworn to secrecy yet somehow some way somebody who covers the league nationally was able to report on it first yes and i've had this happen to me as a national reporter I don't. I can't go to every camp, and you know, you you call the club. You have a good team source. You call the agent, and every once in a while, if you know the player, you could text him. And if the guy says you can use it, you use it. And 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 the locals hate that. That that's <laughs> going on, um, particularly because if you're putting on social media, they they're following you and they see it, and it, it bothers them. I, I get it. I've had it happen to me, but that's just that's just life. That that's that's part of reporting. You don't like it if you're a local beat reporter, but that's. That's just the way it is, and it, it'll continue to go on. That's, it's just not going to stop. I mean, you know, people have to do their jobs. It is what it is. What's the most burned you've ever gotten reporting something? Who burned you? Who are they? Where do they live? <laughs> What's their Twitter handle? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, get, let's even some scores um, here. Well, okay, I, I don't know Mike Martz, really. Mike Martz, the former Rams head coach, uh, it was Trunk Candidate. There was a first-round pick of the Rams yeah. many, many years ago, and – I had said, hey, coach, what are the, what's up with you? You know, I saw him. I just happened to stop him privately. And uh, he's, he was a nice guy. Look, I know he's, he could be helpful, but it was just funny what happened. He said, hey, coach, what's going on with Trunk Kennedy? Why are there all these rumors out there? Oh, he's doing fine. You know, he's really improving. Two days later, he was traded. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was. You, you reported on it. Yeah. Now, now well, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember exactly what I said. And he doesn't know me, uh, so he didn't owe me anything. But I just thought it was funny uh, that uh, 
that two days later, like he, he, he figured like some guy like myself, who he doesn't know is going to say the guy's looking good. That might help the trade value. I guess that's why he did it. But it's just funny because I, I don't know why that came up when you asked me that question, Jonas. It's just for some reason <laughs> that came up. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, it's just funny how that happens. I, and I'm, Trunk Kennedy was a former first-round pick, a running back who was very, very fast and explosive, but was a major disappointment. Oh, man. I just, and now, if that were in this day and age of Twitter, you know how much heat you'd get. Like, that's the problem. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, this uh, Yannick Ngakwe stuff, mm, um, mm, and that's, that's another story, which I've been tracking. I've done some reporting on it, and it could go a bunch of places. I just know the Raiders are on him. Um, you know, you, there were some rumors. You saw the rumor about him going to the Jets, which yeah. uh, the, the Jets denied. Well, actually, it wasn't the Jets really denying. It was the Jaguars. Uh, Dave Call with the GM. Uh, no totally denied it he said that's not happening so yeah it, it's interesting the, the reporting business one day we'll, we'll have i'll have more stories where you, you'll 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 say it, this didn't happen but it did happen to me in a good way uh, sometimes you're just lucky that uh about getting information sometimes it's the perfect place at the perfect time well adam kaplan fox sports radio nfl insider sirius xm nfl radio as well we always appreciate you popping on with us by the way if you would like the brutal honest truth about the state of the 76ers organization oh, stop uh follow stop. adam on twitter <laughs> at kaplan and i'm so i'm in pain guys i, I am an absolute pain. you know i, I couldn't mean, sleep last night do you i'm i swear to god i could actually, <laughs> i'm such a sixer diehard i'm a I'm still a Maverick fan, but I'm a Sixer diehard. And because of the mismanagement of this team from management, ownership, um, front office, Brett Brown has not done a good job this season. It's just I'm in pain. I, it's been pain. If you, if you're, it's one of the few times in my life, in my career, I get to be a fan, and I, I can't help it. <laughs> I just, I'm not happy. So you had to bring that up. I mean, oh, listen, I, you know, I wanted you to be able to. Sometimes if you get it off your chest, you feel yeah. better about it. And it's better than, you know, drinking it away. You know, at least you yeah, can get it I know. off. I'm actually sober. having tea right now. So. Um, I, I mean, and is there an NFL equivalent to what the Sixers have done or what they're, what they're attempting to do? Well, with all the spending, remember, all the spending and the Al Horford trade, which was horrendous. My point with Al Horford was this. I'm okay with one year for 30. He's a $34 million forward center. But you don't pay the see, NBA, NBA contracts. Almost all the veterans are fully guaranteed. They guaranteed three years of salary. No one's going to trade for him at 34 no. years old with that the type of money he's making. He's ma- he was making over nearly $90 million over his first three seasons. Yeah. You just, that's a bad contract mm-hmm. and it's a yeah. bad fit. And, you know, the problem is not in the NFL, you can get out of contracts fairly easily and take a little bit of a cap hit, but you can get away with it. Not in the NBA. It's very detrimental, and the Sixers are in a bad way right now. Uh, get him on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. Adam Kaplan, we always appreciate it, man. We'll do it again next week. Thank you. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, I was seeing Adam uh, send some stuff out about the Sixers on Twitter, and I said, well, you know, we at least got to gauge sort of how he's feeling about things. You know, like, because even though you cover somebody exclusively, is there a team that you still follow or are a fan of, Bucky? Like, mm. is, it, is there another team? I know, obviously, North Carolina, but is there a professional team? Even though you cover the NFL and, and that's really your primary sport, is there a team out there that you really enjoy watching, that you're passionate about? I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy watching the Seahawks. Um, like I, I just enjoy um, the fact that I was there for a while and the fact that Pete Carroll is kind of put in. So I will pay extra close attention to what they're doing and how things go down with them. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny how it works. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here. All right, coming up next, uh, we are going to go in the gutter with David Gascon. It's yours next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, and most importantly, Tom Brokaw, who's on the updates today? That's Commander David Gascon. Yeah. What's up, Gas? Not much, dude. Some good, 
How the hell do they know I got gas? How the hell do they know that I got gas? Mm. What's wrong, Bucky? I'm just looking at the uh, A's Angels game, and they just hit one right to the shortstop, and it went right through the wickets. Oh. Five hole, they call that. Five hole. Bad. Bad. Bucky, that, what, what's that going what they call that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on where you're at these days. Bucky, what's going on with your football team? Man, we're just hanging out, just waiting for uh, December and January to get it going. <laughs> you're on the clock, man. You do realize that. Oh, I'm 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 good. We're good with that. Hey, by the way, Bucky, mm-hmm. I got some good news for you. Courtesy, you courtesy of Brett McMurphy, uh, who covers college football for Stadium. He mm-hmm. said this just came out. North Carolina, which switched to online courses for fall semester, says football practice will resume on Monday. Oh, as, I mean, How we, about that, yeah, baby? We, yeah, we expected that to happen. Damn right. That's why when we all voted, which conference of the Power Five? I mean, it's, it's clearly it's clearly apparent now. Yeah, <laughs> it's clearly it, apparent. It, that's which why ones we had to leave behind. Of course, we we uh, the, the smart people on this show, myself, Bucky, and Iowa Sam, all said the Pac-12. Dave Gascon's a hater, and he wanted to get rid of the ACC. You don't get rid of a conference that looks a pandemic in the eyes and says, hey, buddy, step aside. We got a football season to play. I'm sorry, Dave. Come you missed this one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Listen, uh, we have a king as uh, as our governor, so it's a little bit different here. <laughs> so that's what happens when you get some wissification of uh, of football oh, here at the collegiate God. level. So. Uh, w- Warden Newsom. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. By the way, are, are we allowed to uh, blow our nose indoors again? Or is that not? Just wondering what the uh, restrictions are still. No. I just want to know. Yeah, I, I drive my car with my mask on and gloves on. So I know. You got to. It's fine. Everybody's wearing a hazmat suit. Yeah. You know. It's David Mask on. Shut up, Iowa. It's <laughs> not even Jerk. funny. <laughs> David Mask on. Jerkers! Loser. By the way, I knew. I knew. Two, two moments over the last few months in which I knew, yeah, we're going to hell in a handbasket. Number one, Tiger King. All right, Tiger King was number one. <laughs> number two, I was at a Sprouts, uh, which is like a, a produce store. Like a, you know, it's, it's basically a cheaper Whole Foods. <laughs> it's really it's so it good. It's so good. And there was a guy in there wearing a gas mask. <laughs> and I swear to God on that. And that was three months ago. And I said, yep. It's over. <laughs> it is over. I was stunned when I saw it. I was, all right, that's a wrap. <laughs> Say goodbye to 2020, everybody. Man, this sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, man. Speaking of it, Pacers are down. They're serious now. They heat 3 nothing. They got beat by Miami 124-115. to Malcolm Brockton did have 34 points and 14 assists in a losing cause. Bucks in the, up in their series 2-1. They won today 121-107 over Orlando. Rockets and Thunder just underway in the first quarter. Rockets with a nine-point advantage in this thing. Thunder down that series two games to none. Major League Baseball. Marlins making things interesting. They were down 3-0 then 5-0, and now it's 5-4 Nationals with the lead over the Marlins. Pirates 7-4 over the Brewers. That game is on FS1. Guys? Thanks, Dave. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up next, we will go in the gutter with David Gascon. You will not believe 
some of the weird, bizarre stories going on in the world of sports and beyond. They are yours next here on FSR. Gascon's coming up. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Good to be uh, playing the soundtrack from another 48 hours here on the program. <laughs> what is this, 80s? This is 80s uh, Gorillas. This is an 80s. This is from uh, about 10 years ago. Okay. Was okay that uh, that was uh, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte were forty eight hours correct and yes then the, and then the the second version was another forty eight hours something like that yeah that's where Eddie Murphy was the cop from Detroit yeah Detroit yeah, yeah. yeah I just I, I just remember that for some reason uh, all right so uh, now that we've cleared that up um, <laughs> I don't know why I even brought that up uh, we will uh, we will dive into uh, the the feud the drama in the NFL that'll be coming up here a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio but right now it's time for something we do on the show called this get your mind out of the gutter News. He only finds the best stories. I got a news flash. Who the hell are you? It's in the gutter with David Gagon. All right, here we go. The gas man himself, David Gascon, to tell us what sort of effed up stories are out there in the world of sports. Dave? Uh, talk about effed up. I think I, I know that uh, I may not win the bet between us three gentlemen, you, myself, and uh, Bucky Brooks. But I might not lose it either. Guys, how about this? Uh, According to the New York Post, on November the 2nd here of 2020, an asteroid is supposed to hit planet Earth. (laughs) Hold on a sec. There we go. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. One more time, please. November 2nd, 2020, an asteroid is predicted to hit planet Earth. All right. So according to NASA, can I elaborate real quick? Yeah, please, right. please do. Make your year feel better. Uh, please you could do. get that money back from the wedding ring if you like. <laughs> yeah, what, tw- the twenty bucks I spent. Say <laughs> something. Uh, uh, two two tens goes a long way in Jalisco. <laughs> How about this? Uh, scientists have recently spotted an asteroid that's on a direct collision course with planet Earth. Asteroid is six point five feet in diameter. Okay. According to NASA, but it is identified as on the trajectory of hitting planet Earth on November second here in yeah. 2020. So, like how do how do we know the people at NASA NASA didn't uh, use Windex on their board and that's not a fly <laughs> that they see that they assume is an asteroid? Well, how do we know that? We don't. Yeah, take their word for it. Now, is this also uh, is this? By the way, correction here: uh, Eddie Murphy was in Beverly Hills Cop. He was. Who is in, who is in 48 Hours? Uh, also, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that was his oh, first so film. Oh, okay. And he's a—I uh, don't think he's from Detroit in Forty Eight Hours. He is in Beverly Hills Cop. Okay, th- that's what it was. By the way, how about Lee to laugh? All right, you want to get Lee to laugh engaged in the program? F up his order at El Pollo Loco or start talking movies, and Lee Delap is all over. Like, he is all over it. So Let's ask Lee. Good, it's good. good that we got that cleared up there. So, so November 2nd, 2020, I think the world is going to end. Well... It's only 6.5 feet in diameter. That's what I was going to say. It's not a huge shot to us, but... I mean, what are we talking about? Like, if you drop J.R. Smith out of the sky, is he going to wipe out the whole Earth? You know what I mean? He's 6'5". Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about here? 
It's not big. Is that a day before the election? You know what? That's Iowa Sam chiming. <laughs> yeah, Let's go live yeah, yeah. to well, Iowa Sam injecting his oh, voice yeah. into this segment. Uh, isn't that a day before? Let's go live back to my original to, question. I know, someone pay attention. Is that to me? A Iowa day Sam before the, the election. Yeah. Isn't that a day before the election? Right. I need attention. Okay. Iowa Sam. I'm just per- pointing out pertinent information. Yeah, right. yeah. That is a day before the election. What's your point? Anyways, it's a mess. Uh, it's been a challenging day, uh, challenging year, in fact, for sportscasters. Uh, if you guys do recall, Jeremy Roenick on NBC Sports made some rather uh, curious comments that yeah. was off there on a podcast. Yep. Um, Tom Brenneman last week with Fox oh yeah. gotten some hot water. How about yep. this? Uh, NBC, Sport, NBC Sports uh, NHL analyst Mike Milbury is also booted from their postseason coverage. If you do recall, uh, he made some comments a couple days ago on a broadcast, and he said the NHL bubble – um, is good for the players because there were no women around to disrupt the players and their concentration. You guys and agree with this? I I got to be honest with you. If if you listen to the way that back and forth was happening during the game, yeah, I cannot believe it turned into this. You got to man in today's world. I I I cannot believe that it turned. And so he had to step away. Correct. Yes. Yeah, he mm-hmm. stepped away. Like he was simply saying that players, uh, hey, there's no women around, so they can keep better concentration. Right. He wasn't. I, I, and I understand that it's a sensitive time, but I heard it, and my initial reaction was, "Whoa, that's not as like the Tom Brenneman stuff." I get it. Yes. Okay. Like, you the hard to hard to dispute that. Yeah. This one though, this feels like we're th- this was really meant not as such an insulting way. That, that turned into spread like wildfire because it was Twitter. <laughs> Man. I mean, and now he's had to step away, and who knows what happens to his future. Yeah. I mean, it's it's – Weird times, man. Yeah, brutal. Um, I got to take a personal shot back east to uh, the faithful. And, you know, I went to grad school at Northeastern University in Boston. Yeah. They suck right now. So it's just a that? special shout out to them, Northeastern University. Any administrators out there? How about this? By the way, wasn't Northeastern, isn't that uh, didn't Reggie Lewis go there? <laughs> didn't he? Didn't yeah. Reggie Lewis go to Northeastern? Uh oh, here comes the shot. No, no, I'm sorry. No, Reg- Reggie Lewis yeah. went to Northeastern. He did go to Northeastern. It's a tragedy, but he went to Northeastern. He was a great player, by the way. Yeah. How about this? Ahead, Northeastern University is taking their own shots at incoming freshmen. Um, they don't want to have any parties. They don't want their students to attend any parties at all. Um, a student posted on Instagram a survey about incoming students, and he actually had a poll that was out there. Asked them how many planned on attending uh, parties on campus. 115 students answered yes, they would go to a party. The university sent out students, 115 of them, letters and said that if you do attend any of the parties, oh my God. we will prevent you from coming to the university. So they will mm. rescind their admissions for incoming students. And I and I heard that they actually reached out to the kid and he turned their names in. Yeah. Yeah, here's the uh, president talking about them. I got this rat. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So there is a developing situation in the National Football League. Some people aren't really all that happy, and we will get into the bottom of it here. Coming up in just a couple of moments, that guy right over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote my guy your guy bucky brooks bucky what's happening good man life is good yeah life it's a uh, we've a got Saturday. all sorts of uh, crazy stuff here going on uh in the world of sports now just so you know this this is a stunning development can you believe it it has just been announced terry stotts the head coach of the portland trailblazers says that damian lillard Will play will play in Game Three. He's going to wear a splint and he is testing it out. But Dame Lillard is going to play in Game Three coming up later on, eight thirty Eastern Time. Lakers Blazers Game Three and they're in the playoffs. Uh, that is the most non-stunning announcement in the history of sports. There was no way Dame Lillard was not playing in this game coming up. No I'm, way. No, no, no way. But let, let's revisit this since it's been two Saturdays since this has happened. I think Paul George. Might want to leave Dame Little alone. <laughs> old playoff P, old playoff P, having a tough time in the playoffs. Yeah, what a and, and and since and since that moment, Dame Lillard has been spectacular. Here's here's the only thing: Did Paul George give himself that nickname? Because I think he did. Yeah, yes, he did. It doesn't work that way. Playoff P, yeah. 
Yeah, but it doesn't work. You never like, talk to yourself in the gym and be like, oh, mighty Jonas. No, I didn't. No, I, I actually didn't. No, no. When, when I shattered my finger trying to catch a football in Hell Week, uh, that was when I said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and leave the nicknames alone. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and not do that. I mean, did you did you ever have a, a teammate? Oh, I got I got the best story. I got the best okay. story. So we okay. may we may have to get. I would say I may need to stay close because I want to make sure I, I tell this correctly. So, okay, good. So my best friend, like this is my best friend from the time I grew grew up like high school college we went to college together so one day we're in the dorm room at carolina i'm in his dorm room I'm like oh man dude let me go use your restroom so i go to the restroom and you know how you have hand towels and so they have all these hand towels but one was embroidered i was like man you got an embroidered thing and it's it's embroidered and it says big fella <laughs> huh so i i said hey e Yo, like, who whose towel? Whose towel is this over here on the rack? He's all oh, that's my towel. Big fella? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I mean sometimes you can give yourself a, okay. your own your own. How, okay, how big is he? I mean, he's tall, but it was a hand towel. <laughs> he got his own imported <laughs> hand towels. He's He's six five. Oh man! But it's a hand towel. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a bit much. <laughs> I, I, I would say that's probably that's probably a bit much. Uh, yeah, embroidered hand towels is probably where I would not want to. Uh, I, I can I can remember an ex girlfriend got me um a robe like a shower oh. robe. Oh. And and got my initials engraved on it, mm-hmm. and I've never been able to wear it because I feel so uncomfortable wearing it. Because I'm walking around with a robe with my initials on it. It's mm. weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like it's, it's like when, when your mom packs your lunch when you're younger, you're walking around with a brown bag and it's got your name written on the side of it. You kind of feel like, eh, you know, is this all really all that necessary? I mean, I'm holding it. People know it's mine. I'm not going to go far away from it to let somebody take it. It's like we don't really need our own names on our stuff at a certain point, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I yeah. mean, you know, but but again, you know, I mean, you know, you, sometimes, I mean, you support Granada Hills High School. You wear the Granada Hills gear. So does that feel like that's better than, than supporting, you know, Bucky Brooks, head coach Granada Hills stuff? <laughs> you, think, you think that's a better look? I mean, I mean, that might be. I mean, if I came here with a name, a name tag or something like that. Like, yeah. And we're like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Playoff P, though. That's playoff P. I mean, oh, it's look, it's a weird thing. And he's got nothing but heat for it because uh, he is not. I mean, yeah, yeah he, he's not looked all that good. And I don't really recall the playoff moments that that garner uh, somebody giving him, you know, <laughs> pl- you know, giving him that name playoff. P. I think he gave it to himself about a year ago. Oh, my God. I mean, did you see Charles Barkley talk about Dale call me championship? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And you know, it's funny. Barkley talks about it all the time time he goes he says you know man he's all there was a lot of other people on that Suns team that never won a title they never get grief for it like dan marley dan marley i don't think ever won an nba championship nobody ever says yeah dan marley and kevin johnson man those guys those guys never won a title it's always me that gets the grief for it so funny yeah it's good um all right so bucky brooks uh we are going to uh coming up in about uh 15 minutes from now we're going to hear adam kaplan joined us earlier to talk about what the hell's going on with earl tom Thomas, that's a bizarre situation in Baltimore. I wanted to actually get your thoughts, but but more so from you're in a unique spot to be able to talk about this because you are a member of the media, 
but you also are a coach and you coach at Granada Hills and you've been a former player. So there, you can relate on every level to a, a topic like this. And it's something that we did talk about with Cap last hour. And it was how teams in the NFL are really, really secretive this offseason. Like, it is something they don't want to – Kyle Shanahan's talked about how, you know, no one gets any tape. We're not going to see anything on Arizona until we get out there the first play of the first quarter, and the same thing with us. Like, they're not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. And so he, as, as transparent as he is with the media and willing to talk about stuff, he's taken a step back. And sort of the, the thought on it is because there's no preseason – People have to rely on these reports from practice to get sort of some intel on what is happening with these other teams around the league. The Packers, Brian Gutenkust was talking, uh, uh, the general manager with, with Packers Media, and just said, look, there's no preseason, so people are relying on these reports, so we're going to have really, really lim- limited access. Media members are pissed, and I get it. But I also understand why coaches are taking this approach, and I don't have a problem with it because that really is the only way you're going to get intel is if you see some of these reports that come out locally. Yeah, I mean, that that's the only way. It's very much like uh, the college football season where we're depending upon the beat writers to tell us who's winning specific battles, quarterback battles, uh, who's running with the twos, what kind of new things are they showing. So there is a little bit of, I would say the poker game that is taking place. Yeah. Teams don't want to disclose that information because they want everyone uh, to start their opening game, not knowing what's going to happen. And so here's the thing, Joan, it's like, it's great that you do all of that and you can hide and, and like not disclose. But after you play the first game, it's out there. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, I mean, it's fine. But after you play the first game, everybody gets the tape and everybody knows how you like to get down. And so, I mean, I understand it, but really, I mean, it's a it's a it's an exercise that leads to no. All right, but okay, but you're a head coach. Have you found yourself with little uh, bouts of paranoia, making sure nobody knows exactly what you're doing? Have you found yourself in, in that? Spot? Uh, I mean, I've been I've been probably tight lipped about some things in terms of like not living on social media and saying like, hey, look at us, we're working out. <laughs> hey, another great day at GAC. We're doing like I haven't done. That stuff, I mean, but I've I've talked to people, and some people like to do that. Like, some people live on social, they want everyone to see, like, hey, look at us. We got 80 guys working today. We working. Yeah, I, I and it's also, like, if you remember the HBO, uh, uh, was it 24-7? The, yeah. the great documentary they would do. Yes. Whenever there would be a big fight coming up in boxing, they would do this sort of three- to four-part documentary. Mm-hmm. And it, it was really, you was know, awesome. yeah, it was hard knocks and UFC embedded before all those, I think, were around. And so they'd have these build-up for the fights. And every time they were about to spar... They always made him turn off the cameras. Yeah, turn off the camera. Once you see me, yeah, yeah we, this is you're not gonna you're not gonna get to see this. Well, earlier this week, the Bills were at practice. Josh Allen is working working with Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs makes a little move in the corner of the end zone and makes a grab. And Stephon Gilmore tweets out. Thanks for showing me what you guys are going to run near the end zone. <laughs> now he's probably he's probably he's joking a little bit. He's yeah, poking he's the poking the bear a little he's bit. The bear a little bit. But you don't think there's something to okay? Yeah. I mean, I would I would venture to guess Sean McDermott was probably pissed afterwards and thinking, okay, what are we doing here? Why is this even being shared on social media? Yeah, a little bit. Like there there is something to that because man, years ago, oh Super Bowl, 
uh, maybe the second Super Bowl that the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys played, Jimmy Johnson was able to pick up something on a TV report that helped him prepare for a screen pass that the Buffalo Bills ran in the Super Bowl. And it was a big play off of the B-roll. And so coaches will pay attention to everything. Coaches will watch TV copy to see if they can read lips and kind of get insight on what guys are saying and the plays and the cadence and the audibles. And so with social media and all of those things, there are people that are taking the time to look at the social media accounts just to see if they can pick up anything, a little nugget that might help them down the line. Yeah, it's also why I can't stand that we keep box scores of practices. I can't stand it. Why? Because what else I, are we going to do? Okay, but here's the here's the problem. We don't know what is being asked of these players in these situations. So, so as tra- okay, as training camp gets <laughs> later on, if a quarterback throws three interceptions in a practice, like mm-hmm. we don't like all of a sudden people get a hold of that and go, "Oh my god, that guy's terrible. He has no idea what, what what he's doing." Like I saw a report earlier this week that outside of an interception in the end zone, Cole McDonald lit it up for the Tennessee Titans. Oh, that's your Cole McDonald. Yeah, they cut him and signed Trevor Simeon like 15 minutes later. So, I mean, what is the point of reporting on this stuff? And we're not even getting it right because they cut Cole McDonald right after that. You're what is little, that? You're a little salty about Cole McDonald. I better him. believe I have. Like, like the, the, the first time in a, in a four hour show, like we're three, three, 12. In, I know. Like that's the first time, like the excitement really came out. You're really upset about Cole McDonald. And look, he, look, he, by all accounts, it seemed like, Hey, Cole McDonald's playing well. Like he, he has a chance. Yeah. And then they kind of, Pull the rug. Yeah. Come up on the room. Yeah, we, we got bad information and that's what happened. <laughs> and, and listen, the only reason the only reason I needed to bring that up is it's been a little it's been a rough patch the past couple of weeks for Hawaii greats. Uh you had uh Colt Brennan, uh, who was arrested again. I think he's got more arrests than uh, career starts in the oh, NFL. Oh no, Colt Brennan got it? Yeah, just a little drunk in public. You know, it happens. Yeah. You know, he's cruising around Waikiki. You know, maybe they I tell mean, him to, to put his flip-flops on. Instead, he's doing a, he's drinking out of them or trying to eat one of them. Who knows? Like, weird things happen. So I was hoping that Cole McDonald would get a shot in Tennessee. But, of course, a bad report from people in the media. Next thing you know, he's, uh, you know, he's on the streets looking for work. Terrible. I know. Poor Cole. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, the latest on the Earl Thomas situation in Baltimore. Things have gotten really, really bizarre. We'll have that for you here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K-LASIK.com Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? 
how do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we are going to have another edition of The Scraps with David Gascon. Things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to. That's coming up here in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Bucky Brooks. The Earl Thomas situation in Baltimore is a strange one. And I'm not talking about what yes. happened in the offseason. Right? Yeah, I'm not talking about uh, the Snapchat stuff and all the other uh, things that went down this offseason. <laughs> uh, but Earl Thomas was sent home from practice on Friday. He had uh, an, an, an argument on the field with a teammate, Chuck Clark. Uh, apparently it was a heated argument. I don't know. Were punches thrown? Have we seen? I know there was. They, they're calling it a fight, but I don't know if, if punches were thrown or anything. Like well, that. I mean, it was a little, a little, you know, a little altercation, a little back and forth. I mean, yeah. maybe there was some punches. Like they, it was a dust up, but it was it was one that was significant enough to catch the attention of everyone on the team. One that was, um, I guess, wild enough that it forced the coaches to send Earl Thomas home. Yeah. And so we could say that there were probably other mitigating factors that led him to be removed from practice in the facility. But, I mean, we see training camp fights, but this certainly must have had a different feel to it because you normally see those fights between an offensive and a defensive player. You typically don't see them between guys that play the same position on the field at the same time. All right. uh, We are going to – I just uh, remembered I wanted to ask you this today. Uh, You're going to tell us about the best training camp fight you've ever seen in person. Uh, Don't give that away now. Uh, Maybe we can do it before the end of the show. Best training camp fight you've seen in person. Mm. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, I I can't either. Uh, All right. So uh, the Earl Thomas situation, uh, so all of that goes down. They tell him not to come back to practice on Saturday. He goes to Instagram afterwards and put up an Instagram post explaining what happened and showing film of it. That post has since been deleted. Um, So 
they had, what was it, a meeting with the Players' Council? Is that the reports that we saw? There was a Players-only Council Mm -hmm. discussing what was happening. But regardless, it's it's a a situation to monitor for sure, and there's a lot of people that think that Earl Thomas's time in Baltimore has come to an end, and that could happen within the next couple of days. Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, Sirius XM NFL Radio, he joined us earlier in the program, and he discussed the situation between Thomas and Baltimore. Earl Thomas, at 31 years old, has clearly seen his better days. He, he was good last year, but he wasn't great. And he had $32 million fully guaranteed at signing. And there was just there were, when the off-the-field thing hit earlier this season, there was a GM who reached out to me. He goes, do you think they would cut him? I go, no. No, because they're in the, the, I would say after this season, because there was no more guaranteed money in his contract. Well, here's the thing. Every NFL contract, and Bucky knows this from being a player, there's specific language which details conduct detrimental to the club. And the, the Ravens have the right to look at that language and see if there's a violation here. If they have to fine him, even if it's $5,000, that, that would be the way an agent explained to me an hour ago would be viewed as conduct detrimental. And that would void the guarantees in his contract. The, the guarantees expire after the season anyway. Uh, so then it makes the contract very, very cuttable. There'd be 15 million dead money you, you would have to live with. That, that's something they have to ask. And it's, the contract is very easy to get out of after this season. It's just the head coach, John Harbaugh, and the GM, Eric uh, DaCosta, they'll have a conversation. They'll, they'll decide what they want to do. And if they want to cut them, then the owner has to get involved. All right, you're a betting man. Earl Thomas done in Baltimore? Yeah, I think they're going to move on from him. I think yeah. if, if they can find a way to kind of paper him and, and make it where it's a conduct detrimental situation, I think they'll move on without him. Um, if that's the case, how soon after his release does he sign with the Dallas Cowboys? You know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because I think they have to do some – I think they got to kick the tires. You know what I'm saying? Like because of the incident that happened earlier this year and because of the way that it potentially would go down – in Baltimore, um, I think you got to you have to make some phone calls and figure out like how was he in Baltimore? What were the issues that eventually led to the release outside of the fight? Mike McCarthy, do you want to potentially bring that into your locker room in Dallas when you're trying to set about a new culture? Do you feel like your D coordinator or the um, position coach can handle a guy with a strong personality like Earl? And so I think they certainly will inquire. But I don't know if it would be a slam dunk that Dallas would make a move right away to get him. What does this do to his reputation? That that's the other thing that I'm thinking about. And and I know he's he's a, a very good player, but man, like that incident and and it's uncomfortable. No, you know it's a personal matter. Well, it's a personal matter, but he had a loaded gun pointed at his head. Yeah, I mean, so I don't. On. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if that necessarily will 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 impact his legacy and those things. I think what begins to happen now is you you look at. Earl, and you look at the environment that they had in Seattle when they had Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman, uh, Brandon Browner, like four big personalities that could hold each other accountable. Now when you look at Baltimore, Baltimore has big personalities, but in a different way. Um, Marcus Peters, for all of the, the bad stuff that goes his way, he's really a quiet dude. Now he's totally a different agree. person, but he's super quiet, doesn't really say a whole lot. Marlon Humphrey is not a very vocal, like pretty quiet as well. So when Earl comes in and he kind of does his thing, 
I do wonder if any of those guys in the room checked him and challenged him on his behavior uh, when it came to like some of the reported tardiness and lack of preparation or whatever, whatever the issues were. I do wonder if there was a strong enough voice in there that would say something to him. And if there was a strong enough one that had enough pelts on the wall that Earl would respect. That's the bigger thing. And the one thing about Marcus Peters and a lot of people, you know, look at it and go, oh, well, you know, he's he's a bit of a hothead and this and that man. Like you coaches love him. Like they love Marcus Peters. And the only time that there was really that I can recall an outburst there when he was with the Rams is when, you know, some fan was spouting uh, off to him. Yeah. And he approached him and he, but you know, I mean, and the best way for me to, to kind of describe it with the right adjective is, man, he went Oakland on him. <laughs> like he's, he's from the town. He, he's, he's from the town. And, yes. and like, if you know anybody from the town, like they do not mess around. If you've been to a Raider, a, a Raider game back up there, like a very, very limited conversation with people that are from the town. And I think that fan quickly found out what it meant because Peters was ready to go. Um, I think the other thing like with, with Marcus and with some of those other guys, like Baltimore is in really a transition because part of the reason they made the moves in the offseason that they made, Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf coming in, um, I would say that part of the reason they lost in the playoffs, they are an, an immature team in terms of like from a leadership standpoint, very talented, but they didn't have the mature leaders like their best players may not have been ready to be leaders in the playoffs, which is why they've had to manufacture some of that leadership by getting guys in free agency like Calais and like Derek Wolf, hoping that Mark Ingram could be a leader. Um, I think they probably had high hopes for Earl Thomas but maybe they didn't know Earl Thomas' personality is a little different than what they expected. I wonder if John Harbaugh also looks at this and, and what makes the decision that that much more difficult. Earl Thomas is still a really good player. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, still, he's still a very good player. Man, these windows can close up pretty quick, you know, because before you have to start paying Lamar Jackson the type of money that you know he's going to warrant and he deserves because he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL right now, I mean, they've had – Back-to-back home playoff games. Last year it was a bye and the first seed overall in the AFC, and they came up small in both of those games. How many cracks are you going to get? And you look at the schedule this year, they don't travel outside of the central time zone. This feels like the – if you're Baltimore, this has got to feel like the year. And I just wonder if John Harbaugh is maybe willing to deal with a little bit more to keep that talent on his roster. You know, I and I understand that, and that's a fine argument. And it's look – a talent certainly matters in this league, but he's going to have to weigh talent versus chemistry. I know. And what's more important, and I would tell you, chemistry outweighs the talent part of it. Like if your guys are connected and bonded together, they have a way of playing at a higher level. And so I, I would just be careful. And also, Harbaugh also understands what the room was like when they had Eric Weddle, when they had Tony Jefferson, when they've had – a1 dues in that room, um, I, I think they have to take strong consideration to what is the chemistry going to be like if we bring him back and if he doesn't make the necessary changes that we, we may ask him to make. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next here on FSR, we are going to have the scraps, things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, the gas man, David Gascon. 
Gascon's mm. coming up. Okay. How the hell do they know that I got gas? How the hell do they know that I got gas? Mm. Commander David Gascon with the LAPD. That's Commander David Gascon from the Los Angeles Police Department. Uh, Chief's birthday's coming up this week. <laughs> oh, your dad? Wahoo! Yeah. Nice. On the 25th. Nice. Uh, what are you going to get him? Uh, I already got him something. What is it? Uh, I can't say because he could be listening to your show. He ain't listening to anything I'm on. Why not? Me. Yeah, because uh, he he was on one time and he's never showed up again. Well, he, you never invited better. him back. That's why. I, I would love to have him back. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'd love to have him. Well, back. it's probably because you uh, you you fired me from your show and he's probably not too happy about That's that. That's not true so, uh, uh, because he, I, I actually fired. I'm still yeah. grinding away on weekend yeah. overnights. Yeah, you are. Sam bailed. And oh, you, he did? Yeah, I was Sam bailed, and you bailed because your latest Friday tradition is you go hang out at the beach with the rest of the rest of the snobs. Yeah, uh, in uh, in Hermosa or wherever the hell you're going. Well, I, you know, gotta be accurate. Redondo, Hermosa, and Manhattan Beach. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. let me tell you something. There's nothing like Manhattan Beach. Yep. Unless you go to Hermosa. You know, like, and here's the other thing. <laughs> you go to you go to an establishment out there, and you just go. Hey, divorcee! <laughs> and like 25 people will turn around. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah. It's even better because a lot of the restaurants out there now have the outdoor dining, so they have blocked off tables and chairs normally in those parking spots that are in front of the restaurants. So it's like right on the curbside. So it is literally curbside dining. That's fine to eat. Look at you. But D- Dave Gascon just living the dream, man. Living the dream. Mm. Just trying, man. Yeah. It's, you know. Love to be here with you guys, but I got terminated from your show, so yeah. can't <laughs> keep spinning that story. Yeah, can't do much about it. Either. Yeah, keep spinning that one. Yeah, just trying, trying anyway. Speaking of trying, Rockets right now trying to make this a three nothing series advantage over OKC, and they lead right now at the break, sixty three to fifty seven. James Harden not shooting well, but he's got 24 points in this one. At one point, he was 0 of 6 from downtown. Heat over the Pacers, 124 to 115. And the Bucks up in their series now, 2-1 over Orlando. They won earlier today, 121 to 107. Lakers and Trailblazers later tonight. Damian Lillard will play in that affair. Major League Baseball scene, Pirates have cracked things open on FS1. They lead the Brewers. 12 to 5. There's one on, two out in the top of the ninth inning. Mike Trout did homer today for the Angels. They beat the A's 4 to 3. Nationals 5 4 winners over the Marlins in game one of a doubleheader underway from Atlanta. Phillies and Braves. Bryce Harper with a home run. It was a two run shot, and Philadelphia leads by a score of 2 to nothing. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Dave. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We're going to try and find out Bucky Brooks' best training camp fights from his days. All right, from his days, not only in the NFL, but college football, high school. We're going to try and get that from him coming up here 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, though, it's time for this. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to the gas man himself, David Gascon, to find out what the hell is going on that we have not touched on. Dave, have you, do you guys recall any any recent stories with an athlete and an agent where an agent took a shot at the organization? Hmm. Like anything that was like good, like some some oh, meaty geez. stuff. Um, I mean, uh, Scott Boris. Yeah, like was there anything that he's done particularly to an organization that he's 
He's he's been upset at the Cubs with their handling of Chris Bryant because the Cubs had the ability to to basically not they intentionally stalled yeah. bringing Chris Bryant up when he was clearly ready to be called to the majors. Right, they didn't because, want to start his clock. Yeah, and they don't want to start his clock, so that way they could have another year of control. Yeah. And so Scott Boris has been very vocal about that over the years. Yeah. I bring that up because of this, and this will probably be closer to home for you, Jonas. Um, Alan Walsh is the agent of Vegas Golden Knights goaltender Mark andre Fleury. Uh, there are reports out there now with uh, Vegas and Vancouver getting set for the second round action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, there's no goaltending change in Sin City, and Walsh, who is the agent of Marc-Andre Fleury, tweeted out a picture of Fleury making a save going down to a knee and doing so with a sword in his back. Basically making the statement that Peter DeBoer and the Vegas oh, Golden Knights coaching man. staff stabbed the flower in the back. If you do recall, <laughs> he is one of the guys that was selected in the expansion draft and did take them to the Stanley Cup final. Oh man. It's pretty good. Um Okay, so so now so now what's the plan? So they they're they're trying to get Flurry out of there? Uh no, but Robin Leonard's been playing pretty good this season and Flurry's been up and down and because of that they went with Leonard towards hmm. the second half of the season and the postseason as well. Just send him back to Pittsburgh. Just go go back to Pittsburgh. Go back home. All right, get out of Vegas. Go back home, Flower. Come on, man. Go back home. You want a couple of cups there? Go back home. They they could use the help. That's how you solve that problem. It's good though, man. It is. Though. Listen, uh, because of social media, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are are able to voice their displeasure in certain situations, and um, you know, you see that. Like, what was? Did you see the George Carl? Yeah. Shots that he mm, took at Mark Jackson. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh my god. <laughs> Like that that's a steel folding chair wrapped in barbed wire type of shot that he took at Mark Jackson. How many how many teams that I coached turned into dynasties after I left? Good man. <laughs> it's man. terrible. Uh, but that's social media. Good for social media. A little walk off fashion right there. Um how about this? Um Gerald Wilkins is accused of punching a woman and a man. Jesus. In a gas station altercation. He's an ex-NBA player. Isn't he the brother of Dominique? He is. Yeah. Um, the situation occurred in Atlanta gas station at 3 a.m. when he was arrested for battery. Uh, first reported by TMZ Sports. He was arrested uh, about a week ago. Faces three criminal charges, and that includes battery. What happened? Like, what, why did this even go down? Uh, Wilkins told cops that he got into an argument with a female rideshare driver who refused to let him inside her car unless he ordered correctly through the app. Um, he got so upset, he punched her in the shoulder, and that's when a couple male witnesses jumped in to break it in or break it up. And one of the male witnesses claims that he was punched in the face by Wilkins during the uh, the onslaught. Was he hammered? Three a.m. Calling for yeah. I mean. I mean, I, mean, I know that we can't have Uber and Lyft here in California anymore. No, like God our, forbid. Yeah, our, yeah, our, God forbid. Our, our king or warden won't allow that anymore. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're in California and you need to get somewhere and you've been drinking, you better drive your Chevrolet legs. Yeah. Because you ain't getting an Uber or Lyft. Not happening <laughs> yeah. anymore. Oh, and make sure that you wear a mask while you're driving your bike. God, man. Um, yeah. Do it! Like, just, like, what, what are we doing here? Like, I mean, I For look. There, I thought we were talking about <laughs> Man, I hate you, Isla. <laughs> it's David Mask on. Man. 
Oh man, uh, so he's so he's in trouble. He's busted. By yep. the way, uh, his brother Dominique. Yep. I don't care what anybody says about Vince Carter. Dominique's the best dunker in the history of the NBA. Done. Done deal. Go ahead, Bucky. Defend your North Carolina Tar Heel. Dominique Wilkins is the best dunker in the history of the NBA. I mean, I I I, I dig that. I mean, I dig I dig. Dominique and dunking and all that other stuff. I'm okay with that. By the way, he was a much better player than people gave him credit. Yeah. He just got credit for the for the dunking. Like he could, that, he was a legitimate scorer, man, and Big a time. freak athlete. Big and time he, scorer, freak and athlete. He, how many how many dunkers nowadays jump off both feet? Like he he, he used to have that man, weird. I know he he was a vertical jumper. Um, the double pumps and stuff like oh, that. Not the not meals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, what a stud, man. Super athlete. Um, how about this? Uh, Philadelphia Phillies pitcher, Jose Alvarez. I don't know if you guys saw this on social media or on TV. No. Uh, he was drilled by a line drive. Uh, he was drilled by a bat, or excuse me, a ball that went off the bat at 105 miles per hour. Drilled right, not between the eyes, but crown jewels. Oh, man. They hit his downstairs bathroom. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Wow. He was carted off the field. Was he wearing a cup? No. Why do people not wear cups? You ever try to pitching with a cup on? Figure it out, man. All right. You ever try and live life uh, without uh, the three-piece? You know? Like, I mean, come on, man. Well, like, you're the one that got out. married, not me. Oh, yeah. We're, t- we're talking <laughs> hour five. Um, <laughs> this is basically the same thing. Um <laughs> But like, like, why not wear a cup? You know, like, 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 why not? Just I, I can sometimes understand in the NFL why guys won't do it because yeah. you want to. But it just feels like bad things happen with a baseball and a crotch. It, just, <laughs> it feels like that's when you're most susceptible. I mean, I don't know. Like, like, I think my son is sometime he wearing his cup. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I don't know if you're way on the outfield. Do you really need a cup? Like, do you really need it? No. I, I don't know. I just. I mean, I could see if you're like a, a pitcher and. Shortstop. I, I mean, like some of that Second stuff, basement. but man, I, man, way out in the outfield. You need a cup? One, one of our coaches in uh, at high school, just to make sure everybody was wearing a cup. Oh, he go by and knock on them? Yeah. With a bat? With, with a bat, yeah. an aluminum bat, because he was also a coach on the baseball team. And oh. he'd walk around and he'd tap everybody. Wait a minute, you, and, you wore a cup in football? Yeah. I, really? Yeah. Oh, I never, I never. Wore yeah, well, listen. Um, but by the way, can I just tell you, my mom. I don't even know where undies. And I. What? And I don't even. <laughs> by the way, I don't even. I don't even know why she thought this was a good idea. But cups are uncomfortable, especially if they're not in the right place. Like it just. Yeah, like, if it doesn't sit right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, they used to make like a foam cup, that was a soft cup. And I remember she, she, we got it, and and I just thought, this just seems like it's going to be a bad idea, <laughs> and it was because it offered zero protection. People don't realize, even though you're wearing a cup, yeah. you still get hit in the cup. It hurts. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't. I don't I know that. I don't you, know if I ever. I don't know if I ever wore one. You've never worn a cup. I don't think so. I think I might wear a job, but no cup. I don't. I forgot yeah. what. Like what? What are you? What are you, Dirk Diggler? You're just better off than everybody else. No, why are you gonna rub it in? I just don't understand. Like. And playing ball, I, playing football, I just never, I never thought of it. Never thought about wearing a cup. I mean, what about uh, thigh pads? Did you wear thigh pads? I mean, 
for a little bit. Okay, that's that's the one I don't understand more. So, I, I would be so terrified of getting a helmet in the thigh, and you get one of those deep bruises. Yeah, you get speared. Yeah. So what I would wear, I would I would razor blade the pad off and just have the plastic shell that was inside. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. What? You're such a oh diva, dude. What are you talking oh, about? Man, you I wish you would. I wish you wouldn't have said man. that on the air. Yeah. I, like <laughs> my my <laughs> my image of Bucky Brooks has just gone in the toilet. What are you talking about? You, you just you just went about? from 1996 hero of Jacksonville to 1997. <laughs> you go Kansas City Chief. You took a razor blade to your iPad <laughs> so just the shell would be there oh yeah so you cut the pad off and you just have the plastic shell man yeah just a shell <laughs> so what's the point it i mean it looks it looks the point <laughs> that's the, the there it is that there is the yes point. yeah the there point. it is Coaches it looks the point. see it um, you know what I hope none of your players listen to this show because if they heard their coach just say that. Look, we you, started out talking about Joe Judge in old school. Like, what is it that you want? We want to go old school. That's old school, man. Come on. Oh, man. A couple of notes real quick, guys. Major League Baseball, Steven Strasburg is done for the season. He'll have uh, surgery for carpal tunnel in his pitching hand, his right hand, and then also uh, James Paxton of the New York Yankees will be placed on the 10-day injury list with a left flexor strain, so he'll be out for quite a while. Hmm. Well, hmm. carpal tunnel, man. Have you ever had it? No, I haven't. No? no. Bucky, I, well, I'd say you... No, I, I'm, of course I'm never, not. I never had I've, to try not to work that long. Yeah, I, I have a buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a buddy who uh, has has run his own company, like two different companies, and all of it is online. That he does it all from his office, and so we're talking like 15 years ago. He invested in this key keyboard that went vertically. So imagine a normal keyboard cut in half. And the keyboard runs vertically. So whenever he's typing, he types as if his hands are just normal palms open and he types on the side of the keyboard as mm. opposed to his hands being face down. Uh, his hands, oh, his okay, hands are tilted inwards. Weird. Yeah. yeah so weird. so imagine if you're, um, you know, like those old joysticks where you grab a joystick and move it around and your hand would be in sort of a hammer position, mm-hmm. uh, palms in. The keyboard is cut in half, and he types on both sides. And he had me do it one time, and I kept having to look around each side to see what I was typing. I couldn't do it. But because of that, he's never had carpal tunnel. Now, was the keyboard cut in half because of a razor blade? No, it was not. No, he's not. Uh, yeah, see, <laughs> see, he wasn't raised in North Carolina. That, that's not how. That's not how they do things there. He's more about you know just get the work done. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Tough guys out there. Unbelievable. Tough guys. I can't believe you. See, old, old, old razor blade Brooks coming out, coming out to the field. Razor blade Brooks, I'm just, uh, just, just, just devouring just, equipment. I'm just saying. I guess you probably wore hip and tail pads too, right? You wore everything they gave you, huh? No, I didn't wear all that. <laughs> I was looking like the Michelin man, all this stuff. Uh, on, yeah, let's, yeah, wasn't you can't play look. with all this stuff on. Uh, tell me about it. <laughs> I, I didn't play. Why do you think I didn't play? It was because of the equipment. Uh, all right, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Best training camp fight Bucky Brooks has ever seen next year on FSR. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. 
You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up here in about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, Brian No and Ephraim Salam will take over here uh, on FSR. Make sure you give those guys a listen. They will be here uh, to take you through uh, the remainder of the early afternoon slash evening here on the West Coast and a busy Saturday night out east. So make sure you check those guys out. Uh, by the way, Bucky, you mentioned the town earlier. Have you have you finished watching the latest edition of Last Chance U? I'm almost to the end. I'm almost okay. in the end. They're coming down, coming down the wire. But man, that is a different version of Last Chance U. It just is because of the dynamics of the city and JUCO ball, and, and man, just completely different guys they, coming, leave, living in their cars, and it's crazy. The kid working at Wingstop, who's got the bad relationship with his dad, Dior, yeah, and, Dior, yeah. yeah. And, and I just, for people that have, that have never watched Last Chance U, in my mind, it blows hard knocks out of the water. Like it is oh, not it's even a great, close. It's a yeah. great, it's a great series. And it's so different um, because I didn't have the Juco experience. Like just looking at, man, this is the only option. Yeah. Guys driving two hours to get to school and back. Um, it, it, it's, it's really un- unbelievable what some kids do to yep. kind of keep the dream flickering. Yeah. It's uh, it's awesome. So uh, I, I would re- highly recommend it. People check that out. All right. Bucky Brooks, best training camp fight story you can tell us about. 1998, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Minnesota Vikings. We are having joint practices. Denny Green didn't necessarily like the way (laughs) that we got down in Kansas City. Gunther Cunningham had told us that, hey, we're going to make them play at our tempo. So we're a little physical. We're kind of knocking their guys around or whatever. And it's Randy Moss's first training camp. And so it got a little... Got a little heated, got a little contested. But let me tell you this. We might have started the fight in training camp, but that preseason game, they beat the brakes off of us. <laughs> and it was the beginning of that great year that they had in 98 where they were like 15-1 and oh, and lost to the Falcons. Man. But let me tell you, we kind of poked the bear, and the bear came and got us. There, hey, listen, you never know what you're going to get from old Razorblade Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, fun show, Bucky. We'll do it again next week. For sure. <laughs> With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare (laughs) 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.